Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to another edition of PZ85 Plays. I am your Game Master Double H, and tonight is the night that we wrap up PZ85 Plays Candela Obscura. Our Halloween game is coming to an end, and uh, it's a it's a big one. It's a big end coming. I can almost guarantee that. Um, let me quickly just get right to it and introduce your cast, as always, beginning uh, with the creator of Podzilla 1985, playing Jonathan Strangeway, is Shannon Young. An important note that I'll just throw out here now, so for people that are confused, we have swapped the uh, episode airings of Candela Obscura and the last episode of Hollow's Eve Tales. That will follow tomorrow. Um, yes. It's, it's a late night, that's all I'll say, but uh, good things are coming. Well, uh, it's, a, it's a good end to Halloween. I think it's also fair to, to say, I mean, last year when we ended the Halloween details, the very first season that we ever did, the last episode was on Halloween. Right. That fitting. was because Monday was Halloween, right? right? And so this year we were putting those shows out on Mondays. It just it just makes sense to do it that way. Yeah. Um, with us also, we've got uh, Margaret Stockwell, played by Lindsay Wolfgong. Oh. Oh, that's all I heard. <laughs> I was say, we call, oh, we call didn't my mic not pick it up? Oh. Okay. It did not. Yeah, could, you gave us the Andrew Dice Clay uh, as you came in. Hunter, oh, Hunter, could her microphone be any more messed up? Oh man, that makes me sad. Yeah, me too. I uh, I, I saw a thing earlier today. I don't want to derail this too early, but I, I saw a thing earlier today that Sarah showed me that was um, uh, there was a character on the show. Uh, I know you didn't you know, really watch Friends, but she at one point in time says goodbye Chandler Bing and so it's just that and people going well this is going to hurt like a motherfucker <laughs> like watching this again is going to be painful <laughs> yeah yeah um speaking of hurting or about to put a hurting on somebody playing Lawrence Dane uh or Don we never decided it's Stephen Bright no never not in the history of this show ever have we decided how to pronounce my last name <laughs> That's not true because uh, supposedly Hunter rewrote it down as Dane. Uh, I wrote D A A N. I think that could go either way. Oh yeah, you Dane. said you were noting that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Play, playing uh, the would-be professor Alcana Bottomley is the man himself, Tanner Calvert. Yeah, what do you want? <clears throat> you decided to be on the show. Oh, oh okay. Dummy! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I, was, I was waiting on the No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. We tried to uh, And finally, finally, last but not least, <laughs> playing Patchy Tumble is Ethan Craig Miles. I am scared and ready to rumble. Well, those are two important qualities as we pick up where we left off. Uh, at the end of last week's episode, our uh, circle, the circle of the empty eyes, uh, finds themselves in a, a desperate life-or-death situation, potentially, inside the Briarbank College Exhibition Hall. The party is split. Uh, if you'll recall, Jonathan had finally managed to get close enough to what was once Miss Vera Montgomery... Uh, and collected part of her remains um, for Candela while also encountering uh, an old, and I'm going to air quote this as hard as I can, friend by the name of Homer Buckman, a carnival barker who was uh, hired to give the presentation on Undark earlier at the the uh, the exhibition there, um, at the, the Memorial Day celebration. He also briefly mentioned something by the name of the Radiance Corporation uh, to Jonathan before we snap cut over to the rest of the group uh, who had found the staging area, the, the green room, so to speak, in the, the backstage area, a, a repurposed classroom uh, for the, the, the exhibition and all the, the different inventors and such. Uh, 
uh, curious character, a shady character, had run them off before, but at Margaret's demand, uh, they they made their way back in with force. Elk created a sort of a flash grenade with his uh, laboratory kit, threw it in. Unfortunately, it also blinded uh, Margaret in the process, and so there was a, a bit of a scuffle about to happen. And for what it's worth, that is where we're going to pick up. So quickly, last chance before we do that, any questions? Yes, Lindsay, will you turn off the... Uh the heat so it doesn't go got you yeah. <laughs> you should have asked if she needed the wizard's key to do that <laughs> dead air my recommendation no. folks out there is don't ever google AI nude wrestlers just trust me Oh. I actually do have a legit question I just want to double check I think I'm reading it mm-hmm. properly but on uh one of my abilities, when it says spend one nerve, that's basically me spending a nerve drive to use that correct. ability, correct? Yes, okay. that is correct. You have to have a drive in the nerve category at that point to do that. That okay. is accurate. That's all I need. Yes. All right. Well, then, we pick up back with uh, most of the, the Circle of the Empty Eyes again, uh, a ways away from the main exhibition hall down a, a tight corridor, uh, basically breaching and clearing into the the room that they had previously been inside. So you've got a little bit of an idea of the layout of this room. Uh, Margaret, you dove in just a split second too early. Uh, Elk's flash grenade also caught you. And so basically for our purposes right now, um, your teammates are going to get an opportunity to act. I'm basically enacting sort of an initiative count, um, although a very loose one. Everybody and then you and this other person. Um, Gotcha. So at, at this point, uh, Elk, Lawrence, Hatchy, the three of you have an opportunity to do whatever it is you would like to do. Um, the plan was to, as soon as I heard the bomb go off, I rush in the room. You said she audibly, like, yelled, or at least, like, got some sort of, like... She, you heard a, a brief, some version of a, what the, and then okay, there was that explosion. Yeah. Okay, so I should know relative where. Happening. Well, I should know where she is in the room, so I can just go straight to her, and if she has any weapons in her hand, to try and disarm her. I mean, you you know from having previously been in the room, if you throw those doors open wide, the hallway gives enough light that you're not going to miss her. Okay, cool. Well, then, uh, yeah, that's the move. I want to rush in. I want to uh, see if she has any weapons in hand and try to disarm her or at least prevent her from doing anything with them. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of how I want to do this. I guess just come over with my big cane and smack her hand to make it drop shit. If she has any. Yeah. I'm going to say the move is not going to be a big problem because she is incapacitated. She can't really, while she could run, she'd be running blind and she certainly can't try to dodge you right now. So if you, if the plan is to, um, in some way, if you're trying to disarm her, I'm going to say this would be a control role. Um, if you're role, trying right. to incapacitate her, it's more of a strike. Not incapacitate. I don't think we need to do that yet. We might need some information. Okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if, if, if your goal is to disarm her, then I'm going to need a control role from you. Right. Uh, let's see. I have one more drive. I could make it a two. Uh, let me get my T6 out. You have a one, right? You have one point. Yeah, just one. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, mm. I will say this is this is not a high stakes role yet, but okay. you are in the height of of high stakes because she's not going to be blinded forever. Right. So yeah. You probably won't get many more opportunities to act before you are basically on the the. Uh, Back as end. They say, staring down the barrel of a forty-five. Right. <laughs> forty-five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They're not quite forty-fives. I mean, you've seen them, and of course, forty-fives don't exist at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just do one. Let's see how this goes. First roll of the night, and that's a right. fail. I oh, failed so hard. You have a resistance. I do have a resistance, yeah. yes. I'm definitely Yeah, if you haven't spent that. it, then you do. You could do that. Okay, so you'll just re-roll <laughs> that one. Nothing changes. Yeah. That is a there we go. success. Uh, I screamed that That's... die, like, lingered on the edge between that a two is... and a four for a while there. <laughs> um, so that, that's, a, that's a mixed success. So, Lawrence, you, you rush into the room. You see the situation. There is still, uh, there's like a slight ringing in your ears because that thing was very loud, uh, mm-hmm. but not enough to, to incapacitate you anyway. You can hear what's going on. Things are just a little muffled. You can see just fine because you weren't looking into the room as the, the grenade went off. Um, you brush in, you've got your cane. So basically, what's the deal? Like, you want to like hook her wrist and try to like force her to drop whatever she's got? Yeah, pretty much. I just want to make sure that she's not able to you know, use the weapon, so I want to go over there. Um, okay. Actually, I kind of like the idea of just using the heavy end of my cane, smack her, smacking her hand so hard, and she might not have realized someone will be there, and, you know, just make her drop the weapon. Okay. I'm assuming All her right. being blind and deaf would uh, have give me advantage on that. It, well, so, yeah, this is why I said it wasn't a high-stakes role at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you're trying to disarm someone and coming at them while they've got a weapon in hand. Um, mm-hmm. You rush forward, uh, not blind by any stretch, uh, not literally or physically. You know sort of what you're going into. And with a very practiced sort of measured move, you, you hook that cane uh, – quickly like a quick sharp jab basically crack her on the wrist and her her right wrist uh and the handgun that she's holding you can see that she's like trying to blink out whatever's in her eyes um knocks that that gun and it goes clattering across the classroom tile floor and it skids to a stop against the wall however it's in that that brief moment that you remember didn't she have two guns she did she did have she two did guns. the other one is not in her hand yet but with a again a practiced motion almost very similar to yours her left hand sweeps into her vest and pulls the other pistol turns it generally in your direction uh and fires now because she oh. is blind and deaf she does not hit anybody in the room at this point in time, uh, but you are in a very dangerous, precarious position. Uh, okay. Because you get the idea that she she might be willing to fire blindly uh, until until that gets out of her eyes. Okay. Uh, can I do anything right now? Are we moving on to someone not else? right now. We're moving okay. on to somebody else. Yeah, not, not anything that would require a role anyway. Okay, fair enough. I mean, yep. <laughs> at this point, I'm just going to duck right to the floor she doesn't know where I'm, she knows the general vicinity but she might not be aiming at the floor yeah <laughs> you, you, you think that might help there's no guarantee mm-hmm. but it's 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 an instinctive move and and probably not a bad one um yep. elk Pashi, what do you want to do uh 
I'm going to run in Tanner, and try you to grab a gun. homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. Okay. So I I, uh, I mentioned last week about how Elk never leaves home without a little po- trusty pocket knife. A little bit bigger than a normal pocket knife. You know, it's about, you know, seven, eight inches long. Uh, you said everybody in there is kind of blind and deaf. Well, the, the woman that you guys are, are fighting back against and Margaret both are. Okay. Uh, do I have a shot has just rung out and come near you. Okay. Um, I'm assuming obviously it missed. Do I have a clear line to get to her? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, in in the sense that I mean she is waving a gun wildly, <laughs> but there's nothing impeding your progress other than that. There's no no line well, of effect, I guess, for lack of a better term. Well, Elk, Elk is of a small frame. He's a little shorter. He's gonna kind of hunker down as low as he can and still be able to run a little bit and run right at her, trying to maneuver and get behind her to put the knife to her throat to oh, assist okay. she drops to assist she drops the gun. So basically, you and Patchy are doing the same thing. You just have a weapon to do it with, is what I'm hearing. Yes. Okay. So uh, then here's here's what I'm thinking. What it sounds like, if Patchy, what were you wanting to do exactly? Uh, I was wanting to run in and grab that gun that was off on the floor. Okay. Oh. Oh, the one that's on the floor. Oh. oh yeah. Oh, sorry, oh, I didn't. Okay. okay. Yep, nope, I, I misunderstood completely. Okay. okay, so we can do this at the same time. Patchy, from you, I need a move roll. Um, Elk, from you, I'm going to need... I feel like this is probably control. Yeah, yeah I need a control, control roll from you. Can you tell me what that is? Because that's the only thing that hasn't loaded you up. Have, you have one point in it, and it is gilded. I do not know how many drives you have. You have two nerve drives total, but I don't know how many you have left at this point. I, I don't think I've used any of my nerve drives. Uh, would say you haven't used any. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I'm going to go ahead and use one. Okay. So then you'll roll two. Your second one will be gilded. Hey. Patchy, you're, Patchy, right. you're making a move roll. You don't have any points. In that. Right. So I just roll just <clears throat> roll two and we take the lowest. Okay. I, I rolled a four on both of them. So I'm taking the gilded die. Hey, yep, that's a good move. We both <clears throat> succeed on that. All right, I roll. Well, you both, four. you both have mixed successes. Yes, that's what's happening. Yeah, oh, right. Both mixed successes at the end. She, of the day. she drops the gun and hits Patchy in the head. <laughs> oh that's, no, that seems like a fail, <laughs> not so much of a mixed success. Um, well, it didn't kill Patchy. It just gave her a nod on top of her head. She shot her and it gave her a knot? No, she dropped the gun. She agrees to drop the gun when I put the knife on her throat Patsy's and she drops there. That other gun on the floor is way away from her. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm going with the gun that I, 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 I hit it out of her hand. I'm so okay. confused. Anyway, uh all right, so here's what happens. Um Elk, you move in. You move in as as quickly as possible, basically trying to avoid the possibility of of getting shot uh, with your knife out. You do manage to get up to to where she is and basically move into the position that you're talking about. Um, But in doing so, before you manage to to get her in that, that, uh, 
I guess get that knife like into position where it would keep her from doing anything else. You do catch a sharp like she's flailing wildly, so you catch a sharp elbow to the ribs. Um, you recover from it and, and and get a hold of her, but she she fought back hard enough. You're gonna take a body mark on this. Okay. Uh, Patchy, you also do manage to get into the room and uh, and get that gun in hand. Um, but in the process, again, before all of this, uh, before Elgab actually manages to get the the um, the knife to her throat, she elbows him. She fires off another wild shot, um, and this does actually it wings your your leg. You feel like a hot searing pain go rushing through um, somewhere around your your shin. Um, you look down and there is some, some blood there on, uh, whatever your, your clothing looks like. You're also going to take a body mark. Okay. Don't play with guns, kids. But <laughs> with all that said, um, you do elk effectively have this, this woman restrained, uh, and she recognizes that. I mean, she can, she can feel what's happening. She's starting to be able to, she and Margaret both for what it's worth, Margaret are, are finally shaking off the effects of the, the flash grenade. Um, and she recognizes that she's she's been caught, and so she kind of just goes stock still, like she she moves that other hand up. She's still holding the gun, but she she moves it up. I want to stand up and very quickly and carefully uh, take that gun out of her hands. And Patchy okay. is just gonna like aim the gun like at her. Sure. Sure. If my yeah. vision and senses are back to me, I want to take a quick quick sweep of the room Sweet. to make sure there isn't anyone else in there with us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, you are to that point where you can do so. Uh, make a survey roll. Uh, well, it hasn't worn off enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one's a, that's an easy fail uh, in, in terms of describing it. You're still, again, shaking off the effects of basically being in the room when the flash grenade went off. So while your faculties are returning to you, it's still, uh, you're not 100%. Um, you spot pretty quickly what your compatriots have, have pulled off. Uh, but as best you know, there is nobody else in the room. You're still kind of getting... Uh, shaking off the the effects of the the blindness and the deafness yep uh for what it's worth the, the woman who is again now effectively restrained by elk uh she lauren she lets you take the gun away and you see her kind of like almost snarl like almost dog-like for a second at the moment that <laughs> she does not like being removed from that weaponry of hers but she stands stock still and she actually because you're right in front of her she goes all right you got me what now? Uh, I was gonna, excited. I was gonna let Margaret have a few words with you. Margaret, would you care to come entertain our guests while we take a look? She oh, I'd love her. to. She goes, she goes, <laughs> she's as rattled as I am, Boyle. Good luck with that. Uh, she needs something to work through that. Elk, kind of <laughs> like without actually cutting, he tightens the grip. So the knife just a little bit to the throat. She actually, like, she like angles her head as much as she can back toward you, and she goes, go ahead, go ahead, do it. I don't think you have the guts, boy. She might, but I do. They might not, but I do. And Patchy is just like shaking the hand, like shaking her hand up against the temple. 
the ladies' temple with the gun. <laughs> oh, so you come all the way up to her? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you guys are just literally like <laughs> gun to the head, Naito. Okay, great. Um, yeah, she she also kind of she just out and out laughs at you for what it's worth. She goes, the clown, the only one of you that doesn't make me laugh. As this is going on, I'm just kind of slowly stalking over. Like, I am not making a rush of it in any way, shape, or form since she's over there laughing her ass off. Yeah. No, she stands Pat, there. She I mean, just... Again, this woman seems like she has a death wish. Like, she's she's perfectly content to just whatever. Right. Do, uh, does anybody have any rope? Does anybody have any rope? No. Jesus I have burglary equipment. I mean, Chain. I'm sure we could probably take some from the nearby crates. I'm sure there's something nearby. Survey roll. Yeah, you, can, you can look around. <laughs> uh, no, I won't, I won't make you make a survey roll for that. Um, yeah, there's enough leftover stuff that uh, somebody somewhere has a couple of lengths of rope that they use probably to tie something down within a, a delivery crate, maybe to hold the crate itself shut. So yeah. I, I'll no, go I'll ahead and take a detour on my way over and bring some rope with me. I'll uh, okay. I'll find a nice chair uh, if we uh, if, the, sure. if there is any and uh, set her down nice and comfy. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, she's she's almost arrogant about it. Talks about how comfortable she is. Mm-hmm. Asks if you wouldn't mind getting her a glass of water. No, I yeah, think we're going to hold off on that. No, don't do this. Don't, don't, don't. No. Answer questions first. <laughs> oh, you're a feisty one, aren't you? You don't want to know back. how feisty I can get. I, I unfortunately have had the, the pleasure of listening to my father tell stories on how to get information, so I know what to do. Answer the questions. She she doesn't look convinced for what it's worth at this point. Lawrence, um, would you make a sweep with our detector while we speak with our friend here, please? Alrighty. I will start, I guess, whatever furthest crate, like nearest to the wall, and just work my way towards like the sure from end to end yeah uh i will need a focus roll from you for that focus <laughs> we have one and i'll just do that one hey that's a success yeah that's a full success okay so basically you're just looking for any any uh traces of bleed pretty much yeah okay anything standard, i can pick up uh i'm standard a operating procedure yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was thinking wherever she was looking at, you know, whenever we busted in the room, I figured maybe a good place to start and just start sweeping from that area okay. out. Yeah, uh, if you do that, it really does not take you very long to find what it is uh, that that's because there is definitely like a strong sense of bleed somewhere in this room. Uh, and if you start where you saw her originally, it does not take you very long to find it. Um, before too long, you come across a, a crate, an opened crate, which ironically, um, where normally it would be shaped like a like a clothing box, this one has like a little bit of a uh, an angle at part of the top. And the longer you look at it, the more you go, it looks like a coffin. Strange. Oh. Anyway, um, the, the bleed is quite strong around here, like the sense of it. Um, your detector picks up a, a very 
large concentration of bleed there. And sure enough, uh, you can see on the discarded lid off to the side um, that there is a very particular logo. Um, I'm gonna actually, I'm going to send it to you so that you all can see it in the text. It looks like this. This is what's stamped on the, the lid of the crate that's been discarded to the side. Okay. Radiance Corporation. Do I know that in particular? Like my character? Um, not really. You don't know anything about it specifically. You might have heard the name mentioned in passing, but until uh, today, it was definitely not something that was on your radar. Could be a new company. New companies spring up a new fair all the time. Gotcha. But whatever whatever was in that container was dripping with bleed, or what it's worth. Uh, in fact, enough that you recognize as you get close and that detector just starts going wild, you might not want to get too terribly close to that container. You can see now from where you are, since the, the, uh, the bleed detector gives off a little bit of light in and of itself, it's not a full flashlight, but it does have electronic components that give off light. You can see that there is an a glowing green of like spatters. You can kind of see them on the logo there. Um, mm. That that it, it looks like like luminescent green. There's not enough of it left behind to to really light up that area of the room. But yeah, there are spatters of it that just looks like someone just slung like dark glow in the dark paint, for lack of a better term. Okay. Uh, definitely let uh, Margaret know. Uh, she should have the. Uh, Containment vial, if I remember correctly, right? No, Jonathan has it. Jonathan, <sighs> I, th I could have sworn you guys had two. No. You can have another one if you have room for the gear. Okay, you want to share that's your gear fine. Spots on it. If you'll let <laughs> me have another all, one. I've, technically, I've, I've all got of you it. can do that. Oh, okay. I'm I'm on my third anyway with the bleed detector, so yes, yeah, I'll take it. I would rather be the one to get it than Lawrence, anyways. <laughs> if we're going to take some of it along as well, sure. That's something you can do without any real difficulty. I'm assuming at this point you've tied her up. She's not fighting being tied up, so I'm not going to make yeah, you roll for it. I would... uh, she she knows that, you know, even if she doesn't seem like she believes that you're willing to kill her, she's not putting up a fight. She's Fair not encouraging enough. you to kill her, basically. Short of, yeah. you know, you want to make threats, then okay, do it. But I know you won't. <laughs> but yeah, once he's, he's located the crate, I'm going to join him over there, and I'll go ahead and see if I can... Uh, get a little bit in the vial itself yeah. if not uh you, flat you don't out know this off of it into it <laughs> yeah i know yeah, yeah totally you can do that you you don't know this character wise now but out of character uh it's not quite as much as as jonathan's able to collect given that he's literally at the site of a of an incident um yeah but you certainly have a a uh a clue basically that is also covered in bleed that's kind of a double whammy so yeah and I'll put the closed vial back in my satchel. Would you know sure. about Radiance Corporation, Margaret? I know they're not friendly. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, Margaret, this is a name that, again, you, you are a little more likely to have heard <laughs> than Lawrence. Um, but not in any, like, line of work in which you operate. I mean, they, they're... Yeah. They're not an excavation crew. They're not someone who, who does the kinds of things that you do. They don't really have a business that seems to line up with what you do. Uh, the only thing that you've heard from them is that they're in sort of the um, 
they're it would make sense for them to be located in the varnish in that they produce pigments and and that sort of thing i mean that's well, exactly what they're doing today i've seen their their logos and heard sure. some basic business trends if nothing else right but maybe just here and there certainly not something you would have focused in on now of course you have more detailed information in front of you there okay so who's what's the bet on our friend here trying to cover up what uh the radiance corporation has done here she uh are, are you speaking loud enough that everybody can hear uh yeah let's go ahead just okay. kind of just including her yeah including her. Mm-hmm. okay or yeah from, yeah from however far away depending i'm assuming you're a distance away that she kind of has to speak up a little bit she goes oh give the man a prize we've got to let her there Again, she's even tied up she's very arrogant about this <laughs> well i guess that's the only thing she can do anymore <laughs> yeah yeah well, I mean, we've also already got what we need I'd be perfectly fine with moving this chair into that bathroom and leaving her in there as we go. A right yep. fine idea, lass. <laughs> I, you go uh, right on ahead and do that. Are we sure she doesn't have any other information that we uh, might need? He says as he kind of is twirling his knife in his hand. Hey, that's up to you guys. I We got what we well, came for. The other... You're more of an academic than any of us here. Why don't you go ahead and question her then? <laughs> what can you tell us about this corporation? <clears throat> he says as he like puts the point of his of his knife right in the center of her thigh. Okay. Uh, make a sway roll. All right, give me a second here. I got that up. You have two points in sway. No, I get two die, okay. Yes. Uh, Yeah, two dice uh, without a drive, your normal roll. Five. Okay, it's a mixed success. Um, So you asked what she knows about the Radiance Corporation? Yes. She kind of laughs. Um, now that you're up close, Elk, you can see you're, if I remember correctly, you're like 21, right? Yeah. You're like like late college years. Um, if this woman's older than you, it's not by much. Uh, she's she's quite pretty. Uh, she's kind of short. Again, she's just over five feet tall. So she's actually very small. Uh, she doesn't look physically imposing in any real way, but there is a, a real hard edge to her. Um, she has like, kind of like curly blonde hair. Um she, again, she's like a permanent sneer almost on her face at this point. Uh, it, despite the fact that she's young, she looks like she's she's been through a lot, whether it's mentally, physically, or both. She's she's had a, a life basically up to this point. Um, to your question, what do you know about the Radiance Corporation? She kind of laughs. She gives a little dismissive laugh and goes, oh, "Only that I've worked for them for about." Um, do you mind pulling out your pocket watch, lad? Don't be so snarky. That's really all I know how to be. But I haven't worked for them for very long, so not much. I don't uh, do any of their business dealings. I, um, how should I put this? Uh, I make their problems go away. 
Okay, what involvement have you had with, with, with the dealings of today? <laughs> she kind of laughs again as she goes, the dealings of today are exactly why I haven't worked for them for very long. Six hours ago, I was Vera Montgomery's personal assistant. Elk's going to kind of look back at everybody kind of with a little bit of a shocked look on his face. She goes on to explain that, you know, she herself once dreamt of being a model when she was 10. Then she stopped growing and she fell a little bit short of that dream, literally and figuratively. So instead, she says she turned to her mental acumen. She was sharp. She did everything she could to get in the employ of rich people and, and people who were on their way up, uh, including Vera Montgomery, somebody who literally was popular and powerful only because of her looks. She says, I rode her coattails to the top. And then her coattails melted into a pile of goo. So she retreated back here. She was um, distraught. She was actually quite upset. Not at all, for the record, over the, the loss of Vera Montgomery. She was a drip. But over the fact that her meal ticket just bit the dust. She was um, contacted, is all she says, by a member of the Radiance Corporation who said, you have access we don't to clean up this mess and basically charged her with making sure that none of this got out to the press or the public. She's been doing her best to do so ever since. And then she kind of looks around all of you and says, well, of course, until you all showed up. Elk uh, looks at her and thinks a moment. How much were they willing to pay you to keep the secret, not to help keep the secret here? <laughs> Enough. I don't have it on me if that's what you're looking for, lad. Right no, colors, you I are. believe what he's getting at is what do we do to switch you to our payroll and just forget <laughs> all of this period? She goes, you know, <laughs> I don't know I'd be worrying so much about that. Uh, it's a matter of time before the OUP shows up. Matter of fact, they've probably already done so and that little uh she looks at you elk that little toy of yours gave off a right sound it's right about that time that you hear boots coming down the hallway and it's becoming very clear by the grit on her face that uh she's been talking a long time and maybe not saying much she's not been lying to you but she has been keeping you busy I'm going to cut over to Jonathan now. Yeah. Jonathan, you uh, had just acquired some of Ms. Montgomery in your bleed container. You were talking uh, with Homer Buckman, and the last thing he had said uh, was, you don't want to get tangled up. Remember, this is the sort of Paul Heyman-esque guy. Do you really want to get tangled up with the Radiance Corporation? Uh, we left off there. Is this before the gunshot, or is this something that's happened and I have heard? You have not heard any additional sounds as mm -hmm. of yet. Remember, we're we're playing with time here a little bit. Right. So, so this is going back uh, a little bit. Uh huh. All right. Uh, well, then I would just ask him, matter of factly, what is the Radiance Corporation, or do I know what the Radiance Corporation is? Is this something that I am familiar with through my travels? 
No, un- unlikely. Again, they they have not existed for a very long time. They're not particularly loud. This was, you get the idea from Homer, uh, from what little he tells you, that this was kind of their coming out day. This was the big day that they were going to debut. Undark was their thing. This was going to be what set them apart from anyone else in the fashion industry or otherwise, because Undark doesn't just have to be used in dresses. It can be put into anything. It can be used uh, as a light source. It can be used as an artistic expression. Um, they really are very convinced that this is the next big thing. Now, of course, he kind of laughs to himself and he gestures over, this is going to be a PR nightmare. Um, but uh, that, that's but that's all you would know about them. Are the, are the officers paying attention to me at all? Is anybody looking at us? Right now, no. Remember, you had, between you and Homer, you had kind of irritated one of them enough that he had walked away. Um, but more and more, the room is shifting to OUP than it is periphery. And the OUP are definitely eyeballing the two of you, especially because you're very close to their crime scene. OUP, again, is basically the FBI of New Fair. Um, they're no nonsense, straightforward. They want things in, done, and taken care of. And they're not particularly fond of civilian investigators. Uh, so discreetly, cause I'm in a mood and I'm sure Jonathan's in a mood too. discreetly. Jonathan is going to, uh, he has a handgun on him as well. And he also has a hidden weapon. I was going to ask you, what does that mean? Hidden weapon? Exactly. Um, you know, it doesn't say specifically. So I think basically any way that you want to play a hidden weapon is, is what it is. I would say if you have a hand weapon, that is something that's probably uh, a little more visible. Like you have a holster for a gun that people might see. If you want a hidden weapon, you could have a pistol that might be, for example, um, secured. So like a, like a Derringer type yeah. that would be like secured in your shirt sleeve yeah, or at your, to... like a thigh holster at your well, ankles. I, I was like going to say, you know, the old, um, I forget which movie it is, but the guy, you know, he, he stretches out his arm and the gun just shoots into his well, hand. West. Yeah. He's got that. Yeah, that's his I know hidden, exactly what you're talking that's about. That's his Django hidden weapon. Unchained. Yeah, sure. So yeah. he's uh, he's going to look at Homer. He's going to whip that bad boy out and put it to his stomach as he stands next to him, kind of discreetly, and just tell him, like, you think this is a PR nightmare? That woman is over there in a pile of fucking goo, and you're laughing about this? I'd have shoot you in your fat stomach right now, you fucking bastard. Now you tell me about the Radiance Group, or I'm gonna blow yourself all over her little innards. Okay, so normally I'd have you make a sway roll here because you're trying to convince him, but more importantly, I think, is a hide roll. It's the same roll for you in terms of stats, but I think the hide roll is more important because you're trying to keep this quiet while still uh, showing him that you mean business. Right. I'm going to say it's if you succeed hand. on the hide roll, yeah, if you succeed on the hide roll, it's enough to get his attention. So that's going to be, what, a 2d6? Yep, and your second one is gilded. So remember, if you spend a drive, you can get it back, or if you have spent a drive, you could get one back. Gotcha. If you take the gilded result, uh, I don't. I haven't spent a drive in that one yet. I'm exhausted my drives in um, intuition, but I don't think. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I've done anything on this one, at least not on my board. Yeah. Uh, so, so if you were to spend one, yeah, you I'm could get it back one. if your gilded die is a good one. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna do that. So remember, you're, you're so you'll have three d six. The third one is your gilded <laughs> die. Well, there's the first roll. That's a six. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna be tempting. It's gonna be hard to top that one. Oh my! Now here's what you want. Here's what you want. You want a six on this gilded die so that it's right. critical success and you get your drive back. Right. There we go. That's what you want. There it is. Oh my god. There it is. And there it is. And there it is. There it is. So you get your drive back, and this is a critical success, meaning you get what you want and maybe a little something extra. So you 
snap your wrist, that little gun comes out. No one is even lo- again at this point. The OUP is trying to contain the rest of the area and get the periphery out because just like the cops and the FBI, they don't really play well together. Um, so you can actually hear, and it's sort of uh, an in-tune moment for you. You pick a moment when you know that those two are kind of at each other's throats, like maybe the captain and the lead detective are dealing with each other. You snap that thing out of there. You plunge it right into his stomach, and you calmly just walk him a little ways away from the ex- exhibition, saying exactly what you said. Homer starts dammering. Uh, 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 and he uh, actually just kind of leads you away from that specific place. I'm assuming you want to get away from the main exhibit at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, he, he leads you away from there and he goes, look, 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 look. Jonathan, I don't know that much about the Radiance Corporation either. You, you know me, I take, I take the work where I can get it. All right? I mean, look, here, here's, here's what I do know, okay? Um, they tell everyone, they tell everyone that they're headquartered in Morden Springs. Um, you, you all, but of course Jonathan's only hearing this right now. You all would know that Morden Springs uh, is a location up in in the uh, like into the hills, almost into the mountains, outside of New Fair. You have to go through the Scarlet Wood to get there. Uh, it's a pretty good distance out of town. It's a long haul. Um, he says, he kind of laughs, uh, despite himself. I mean, he's sweating profusely with this gun pointed right at his stomach. He goes, you know, you know me. I'm not traveling all the way to Morden Springs. He goes, so they, they put out a call. They put out a call between people like us. Uh, I'm surprised that you didn't get it. Uh, I, I, I go, I go to uh, a place in the steel. Uh, the steel, of course, being a location in New Fair. This is where a lot of the factory work takes place. He goes, I go to this place in the steel, unmarked. Uh, I, I answer the call. They like the cut of my jib, and they pay me an ungodly amount of money. I mean, what, what do you want me to do? They, they drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. I'm not made of stone. <laughs> the references tonight. My God. <laughs> so I'm going to ask him uh, plainly, like, so what did they pay you to do exactly? Speak clearly. Uh, he says... And, and, and you get the idea, again, on that critical success, you get the idea that he is telling you the Lord's honest truth to the best that he possibly knows, that he had no idea this was going to happen, that they seemed like shady people, but you know as well as he does that everybody you work for in this line of business is shady. So he had no idea that any of this was going to happen. And he was as horrified as, as you were, as they were. And he kind of nods to, to the people around uh, to see what happened. All he knew was that they were unveiling this new invention um, and that he was supposed to be here at this time today. And they instructed him not to go to the green room. That was it. Go directly to their exhibition. And that's all. I'm going to slide that pistol back into my sleeve and give him a gentle little pat on the yeah. face, a little slap and say, you got his, his jowls kind of jiggle when you do that. You got to pick better friends next time. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not, he's just kind of stammering. Like he wants to say, of course, but it never actually comes out. He's just, <laughs> at that point, I'm going to, if I can wander away, I'll, uh, I'll tell that captain, I wrote down just some nonsense in the book about, you know, just some, some basic truths that he told me of, you know, nothing, nothing significant because I'm keeping it close to my chest and I'm going to give that to the officer and tell him that that's what I got and uh, I'll okay. make myself scarce now. For, for what it's worth, <clears throat> that officer you spoke with is the one who is engaged in an argument with the OUP. 
that oh. uh, that periphery officer that you talked with is now arguing with the OUP. You you write that down. You go to tear that out of your notebook, and you see that argument happening. Um, you immediately get the idea. I shouldn't interrupt that. No, I'm a. Slip like, I don't want to take any agency away from you, but you know, I'm a slip you know away. Looking at what's happening. I'm a slip away. Yeah. Go try to go find. You my can friends. certainly leave that like on a bench nearby if you want. Um, but the the mood, the tenor in that room is uh, is shifting. Actually, I'll You're give it to. You're not going to uh, be welcome much longer. I'll give it to Homer and tell him to turn it in before he okay. leaves, and then I will. Uh, you, uh, you stuff it in his shirt pocket, yeah. like in the in the pocket of his jacket. Smack his face just a little bit harder this time and say, yeah. "Keep up the good work," and then I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to skedaddle while no one's paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he does not within earshot of anybody, but he does get your attention or at least try to get your attention as you're leaving Jonathan. And he sounds very serious this time. I must pause and turn back to him. Yes. Right. He looks up and he says again, I don't think you want to tangle with these people. Don't get mixed up in this. Like I did. Homer, what are you talking about? I say as I take that hand, and instead of pulling out the gun again, I flip to a, a card comes out, and it's a uh, ace. I say, I'm magic. And I slip it back in my sleeve and keep walking. Yeah. So you, you're heading back toward where you guys came from originally, like kind of roughly where they are now? Yeah, to try to find out where they are and deliver this pile of ooze. Okay. The, the, right. For some reason, the can says TCRI. I don't understand. <laughs> um it's uh, I can't come up with a four letter acronym off the top of my head right now. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do it and I couldn't do it. Um, the candela anyway. Uh, so you, you head through those double doors. Um, at the moment that they close behind you, you hear in front of you a bang, like a loud bang somewhere down the hallway. Um, it is not clear if it was loud enough to escape back out in the exhibition hall, but it is loud. So instinctively, because I'm a smart man, I know that that's not good, whatever it is. And my first instinct is to look around and this is going to sound crazy, but is there any kind of um, fire alarm or anything? I mean, at this time, not really. There, there's there's not some central system that would have worked throughout the entire building for that um no no there's really not okay well in that case uh, i assume everyone else around me is also here people are reacting to it so i i would like to just kind of slip ahead in that direction but slip away like if there's a if there's a way to go through other ways to get to that way so i'm not with the group Okay. Um, down toward the end of that hall, it does not branch off. This is a long, like, single corridor hallway, uh, and it only has those those double doors, like, on either side of the hallway. You get the idea that it came from somewhere down on the right, well past the conference room that you were in before, uh, but there there does not seem to be, to be another entrance to wherever this came from. Like, it had to be in one of these rooms. Uh, I then <laughs> defeated I'm going to sigh and say to myself it was probably the clown and then head in that and, and head in that direction <laughs> okay um you you want to move quietly here or are you trying to just bust up in there what, what are you doing is anybody else around me reacting like in any way or am I so so there is no one else in this hallway and importantly at this point uh no one has come through the double doors behind you when you exited the exhibition hall, there was a question there about whether or not they could have heard that out there. Right. Um, 
you you do not no one is following you at this point well in that case i'm going to walk with purpose like not quite a run okay. not quite a jog okay. but dangerously close sure all right uh i'm gonna pause you for a second we cut back to the group um the the woman which by the way at some point in time she would have given you a name uh whether it's her real name or not is not clear she identifies herself as clarissa Cl- uh, carrington uh, and so Clarissa, who is tied up, hears that sound, and again, kind of smartly goes, "Ah, <laughs> oh, that was quite the loud sound you made there earlier. Guns going off. There's no question who could be coming." I turn to Elk. Escape. I turn to Elk and tell him, "Make another flash bomb immediately. We're gonna have to make some more noise to get out of here." He can certainly do that, but the, these footsteps are coming down the hallway. Uh, Elk, you know instinctively you will not have time to complete this activity before whatever that is arrives if it continues at that same base. And then uh, I go to Margaret. Let's get some crates in front of the store, please. Well, my brain thought was, is there a back exit to this room, or are we just, that's it? Uh, there, there does not appear to be a back exit. Now, if you were to look around, uh, and, and I would say at this point, you've done enough of it. I'm not going to make you make a roll, um, further, like deeper into the classroom on the same wall where you came in, there is another double set of doors. So it looks like there are two entryways into that room, but they're on the same side of the hallway. As, uh, as I'm sitting there building, I, I, I hear him ask to help move crates. Are you guys going to try to move crates to at least block that one door? I was thinking, yeah, block the one door. Yeah, that block we the one door. Down. I'm going to keep working on this, which is not going to be a flash grenade, if possible. Uh, okay. Patchy, Miss Miss Clown, do you have any handkerchiefs as a clown? Do I have any handkerchiefs? Oh, come on. Something. As a clown. As a clown. As a clown. <laughs> you know, the, unend- clown. the never-ending handkerchiefs. She kind of rolls her eyes and just reaches in her pocket and pulls out. And just keeps pulling and pulling. God damn it. We don't have time for this. I take Elk's knife and I cut it. And I give him the rest of the cloth. I'm going to take what I have. I'm going to ball it up. I'm going to stick it in her mouth. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. And the Clarissa's oh, okay. mouth, I assume you mean. Yes, yes, and Clarissa's yeah. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. I, I, I can't. I have a hard time. I have a hard time saying that name right now. But yes. So Tanner's she, name she, in the group uh, chat. Group chat is now as a clown. As a clown. As, as a clown. <laughs> as a clown. Um, she she at first just kind of laughs, and you hear like a like a long sigh through it, and then she just sits. Uh, her eyes are kind of wild at this point. She's loving this. She's loving every bit of it. Good, good. You're you're gonna love this. Okay. Cut to Jonathan. You are further down the hallway now. You can hear a bit of a scuffle going on in one of the rooms up ahead on the right. Uh, None of the other doors have been open at this point, uh, and this one is also closed. Like where it seems like the sound is coming from. Uh, I'm (laughs) against my better judgment. Being wrapped into this stupidity, I'm going to open that door and see what the hell's going on in there. And and, okay, and, and so quietly this... say to myself, like, it better not be the clown. <laughs> so this is the one that you guys have been barricading, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Jonathan, you go to open the door. Uh, those of you inside here, like the knob turn, uh, you go to open it, and it is, it is kind of firmly shut. You can pretty quickly tell it's not locked. 
There's just something on the other side preventing you from getting through. Uh, you could certainly make a strike roll if you wanted to try to knock it down, push through. Well, before I do, I'm going to knock on the door. You know, I am, I'm, I'm a magician. I'm a gentleman. I'm going to knock on the door and they get close sure. to it and kind of put my face into the little crack between the door and the wall and go like, is it the clown? <laughs> Uh, at so, this point, we can sort of drop the charade. No, it's Lars. At least, Patchy, you know the you know the sound of of Jonathan's voice. This is Jonathan. Oh, it's the 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 honking noise is not I'm available. Gonna, on the yeah, I'm going to stop board. working on my whatever I was building. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and look, I still need that. Well, I'm just pausing and looking at, oh. at Clarissa like you, bitch. <laughs> She, uh, her, her mouth is, is stuffed with that cloth, but she looks at you and winks with one of her good eyes. I'm sick of my face. I'm not wasting time moving the other boxes. I'm going to go to yeah. the other door, open yeah, it up, and stick my head door. out and say, get your ass in here. And and I will do so. And as I enter the room, and I, is this girl tied up or is she just sitting in the chair? Oh, she's, she's tied, tied up and tied has up. stuff shoved tied in her mouth. Tied up with her mouth. Yeah. So, and I, I have a gun pointed to her head. I, as I walk in and I see this scene and I just look at Patchy and I go, Damn. Okay, fill me in. Bring me up to speed. Who is this? Well, this is Clarissa. She's our hostage. She's a fixer for the Radiance Corporation. Oh, really? And then uh, where is that knife that that, uh, you had, Elk? Uh, It should be uh, on my side because I had to put it up to start working on my explosive. I'm going to point at it and say, can I borrow that for just a second? No. I go for it. I grab it and I give it to Jonathan. I'm like, here you go. Thank you. I just, ha- you? I just have an idea. I'm, I'm, and then I'm gonna I walk, might need. Uh, I'm gonna walk up to Clarissa and just look at her and ask her, like, so you work for the Radiance Group? She uh, she looks up at you and gives you like a, a curt nod. Gotcha. Is she being helpful? I mean, Not she doesn't really. know much. She's she really sassy. Oh, sassy. I I do like that. And I whip that knife out and I jam it into her thigh. I was gonna do that. Ooh. I was so, like, literally Patchy, gonna do that. Patchy just like immediately, like just kind of annoyingly, just kind of like pops her other knee with a gun. And and as the knife is in her thigh, I twi- <laughs> okay. I twist it a little bit and I look at her in the face and say, "Just for the record, I don't have any questions. I'm just in a really bad mood." Okay. Uh, well, as all of that happens, she screams bloody murder through that that scarf. I mean, you you just obliterated both of her legs. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That I'm not gonna make you make a roll for it. She's she's a captive. Uh, but yeah, she screams bloody murder throughout. I the look history. at the other two in the room. I go, well, so much for trying to get her to work with us. Seriously, oh, yeah. I, I would uh, lean to Margaret. It's like, are we sure about this guy? I'm gonna look at Margaret specifically. Go, is this not what you were gonna do? I'm just, I'm just trying no. to do what you were. Gonna I was do. gonna pay her off and get her another job if she answered us actual questions. Well, maybe she could get a job now as I don't know. Of uh, now, she's a little weak in the knees, so I'm not sure she can really get a job. I'm just gonna look at Patchy and shake my head. You really use your best material now, of all time. <sighs> Better now than never. She's like literally now like. <laughs> oh right, right, right. Like through that, right, and then I, I pull the knife out and uh, go. Yeah, right. Sorry. Um, other leg. Oh, the other leg's got a bullet in it. Yeah, he shot her, or she shot her in the leg. 
Yeah. So she she is now like bleeding, bleeding profusely out. from two wounds. Yeah, she's she's not gonna make it unless somebody takes care of her. Oh, I could take care of her. But how about how about I take that knife away from you, Jonathan? You did a good that job back. there, buddy. That that might be for the best. Uh, So let me bring you guys up to speed just really quick. Sorry, Clarissa wasn't. My apologies. Uh, So Radiance Group, very evil. She works for them. She also evil, I'm assuming. Um, She's only worked for about six hours. That's what she said. But she's still working for them. Point is, we don't have a lot of time probably uh, because I heard that gunshot. So I'm sure everyone else heard that gunshot and they probably heard her screaming. So why don't we get out of here? And uh, I don't know. Do we take her with us? Do we leave her? Do we kill her? Oh, leave her here. Leave her here. Hunter, have I had time to finish my explosive? Yeah, yeah. Assuming you've been working this whole time, and that's probably why the knife was lifted off of you because you were preoccupied. Yes, I was too busy. Yeah, you're you're done with whatever it was you were making. Okay, all right, look, guys. For what what it's worth, you've probably got enough lab materials to make maybe one more thing, but you're running thin at this point. Okay, this one's a little different. It's not a flashbang. This is a bang-bang, and he... I'm going to elk slowly sets it down on Clarissa's lap. It says, don't move. I mean, dude, she's bleeding out at this point. She's going to die anyway. Her head is like hung down. I mean, she's just, you hear her give like a whimper, like a, uh, through that scarf, but it, it, she ain't going to last much longer. Do we, do we still hear more? Do we hear more people coming yet? Not right now. Oh, okay. I'm going to, I, feel I would like to. Can't, can't, no, you don't. Just shut up. We're leaving. I'm going to take the explosive I made and I'm going to set it on the boxes that are barricading the door. The hell out of here. Oh my God. I am booby trapping the room. Let's get the fuck out of here. Don't booby trap the room. That What if something what bad happens to her? She's we already going to die. You She's dead anyway because of you. What happened to her? Oh, I'm the bad guy now. Okay. I get it. Well, let's, let's go. Let's let's go. Sure. Okay. All right. so, I, I don't have any medical equipment, so yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, none of you do. That's so well. Nobody, nobody's nope. a doctor. So, uh, I I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. If you wanted to try to like tourniquet a wound uh, yeah, or something, I was gonna you say, could certainly do that. With all of the things that he has, I at least want to tourniquet the wound. Um, use, and, use the rest of those handkerchiefs and get it super tight on right. and uh, just you know tell her you know hold on hold on I got a specific quote stall for me for just one second there's something I have to say uh, no dead air <laughs> alright um, I'm, I'm not gonna make you take like a gear for this or whatever but this is gonna expend whatever's left of those handkerchiefs yeah. Uh, okay. If you want to okay. do something like this okay. going forward, like if you wanted to make a Molotov cocktail or whatever, you'd have to like. Okay, I got it. Put some of your clothing. In I got it now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of figure. Okay. I'm gonna lift her head up a little bit and have her look at me and say, "Look, I know from where you're sitting, it must look like an 18 carat run of bad luck. Truth is, game was rigged from the start. Now let's go." <laughs> um, it's a great quote. Uh, unfortunately, her eyes are like lolling back in her yeah, head. I don't think she. Like, I don't think she gets it. Yeah, no, I, she's in bad. And she just kind of leans up. So, what direction are we going to be leaving at, Hunter? Uh, well, I'm going to tell them like the opposite way from that way, pointing towards the uh, the way all I was the. Say, is there a way out okay. not through the exhibition hall? So, uh, 
Elk, you would probably know, even though you don't spend a lot of time in the exhibition hall, that there's probably another exit somewhere way down the way. This is kind of a little labyrinthine side of uh, classrooms. However, as you all exit the classroom that you're in right now, from the direction you came from, from down by the exhibition hall, you hear a muffled scream and then about three or four gunshots. I'm just going to look at everybody and say, it wasn't me. Not this time. Elk reaches over and grabs the explosive. Never mind. I'm going to keep this with me. Let's go. <laughs> uh, it's a little volatile for that. This is not the kind of thing you're going to want to travel around with now that it's prepared and ready to go. Damn it. <clears throat> I yeah, it, don't, it don't work like that. I mean, these are combustible chemicals. Like, well, well, you put it in a pack, you risk blowing yourself up. While they're doing all yeah. that, can, can I go down there and peer into whatever to see if I could see what's going on without being explicitly caught? Sure, make a uh, make a hide roll. I'm feeling lucky tonight. I'm not. Oh no! I want to go with Jonathan. You got a gilded one. Okay, if you're going with him, you could spend a drive if you wanted. You need a oh, drive. Damn. Sorry, I already rolled. I'm sorry. Oh damn it! Okay. Hey, we, well, what happens happens. All right. Well, you get, what you happens, get two dice right? on this. Well, what happens? Oh, there is bad, we go. Because it's a three and a two. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh, that is I'm, true. I'm taking my gilded die on that. No, 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 no. This is no. a group roll. Yeah, no. Oh, I, oh, I, I take that way. This is a group ah. deal. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Then yeah. why did he jump in on it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I got a two Because he it. went first. Yeah, and I got a two I told it. you you could spend a oh, drive okay. if you wanted. Right. But, but I went ahead. I did a, it early. Yeah, it's not he a did. deal. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm taking chances. So the two of you get to the end of the hallway. Jonathan, you you go to open that door. Um what you both see is a a sight that you did not uh, know. <laughs> you you certainly didn't expect, and definitely did not think uh, you were going to be seeing anytime soon. So you open the door to the exhibition hall, and again, this thunderstorm is raging on outside. So you're seeing a lot of stuff in flashes of lightning. Otherwise, it's pretty low light in the room. Um, over near the Radiance Corporation exhibition over near where the, the Undark exhibition had been taking place. Um, Vera Montgomery had lain in a pile of, of goo, right? Um, she once again does. But I say once again because for just a split second, just as you open the door, you catch the tail end of this, a humanoid-like shape made out of that goo is like lumbering jerkily along the floor. At its feet lays a periphery officer who appears to have its neck, like or his neck, like twisted at an unnatural angle. Uh, and she is lurching what's left of her. And again, this is just this red, pink, and then also uh, at varying times glowing green pile of, of like bones and skin. Uh, you catch like an eyeball somewhere it's not supposed to be down around where like the midsection Yum. would be. And it has this sort of stilted movement moving toward a group of OUP officers who, as you open the door again, unholster their weapons and lay into this thing. It basically, as the bullets hit it, it just spatters everywhere. It's like shooting uh, uh, one of those ballistic tests. Like, stuff just goes all over the place, and what's left of it just kind of lumbers and lurches to the floor and then once again goes, kind of like going from a from a solid to a liquid, like a putty almost. It settles back onto the floor. 
Um, both of you are going to take a brain mark for okay. witnessing this. Oh, no. I'll take that brain mark, but I'm also going to look at Lawrence and say, well, if we ever needed a distraction, I'd say that's a pretty good goddamn distraction to get out of here. I yeah, you get the idea that if you if you closed the door like right after that happened, you do get the idea that you probably weren't seen. Yeah, we're going to um, slowly shut that door and then we're going to make our way back to the group and say, let's get the hell out of here that away. And uh, no time okay. to tell you what happened. Tell you later. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Elk, I'm going to say in this instance, you would be the one to probably lead them through because, again, you spend time at Briar Bank College. Uh, eventually, you do manage to find, again, this kind of labyrinthine exit. You actually don't exit from the exhibition hall at all. You exit from, a, like, a lecture hall. Um, but you, you find an exterior door. Open it up leads out into again a raging thunderstorm that has basically just uh it's a good visual representation of how the <laughs> memorial festival has gone there are streamers of colorful flags and everything that are like starting to fall and sway in the wind and the rain um there are some temporary structures that were set up to house exhibitors and all that that ha have started to sag a little bit with the rain that's falling on them they're not made of cardboard but they're certainly not meant to be permanent um the streets are littered with like wet confetti that you can see occasionally glinting colors like in the rainfall on the, on the asphalt. Um, it's a pretty dire scene, but you're outside. Off in the distance, you can hear that there are more uh, carriages arriving and there appear to be more OUP officers making their way into the exhibition hall. Well, I would say... If uh, if no one objects, instead of standing out here in the rain, um, we could always go back to uh, I have a place not too far from here, and it's dry and not covered with uh, OUP officers. What say lead you? Lead the way. Yeah, you lead the way now. I'm just kind of okay. jaded at this point, seeing the, <laughs> the goo monster. Is like, yeah, okay. Goo monster. I, I, I feel like I would handle it a little. Bit oh better yeah, I, we haven't told you about that. I would handle a little bit better because, again, dealing in magic, I'm used to seeing the strange, um, and I've come into contact with the strange at some point recently, so uh, I'm not quite as shell-shocked as this one is. Um, you did take sure. a brain mark, didn't you? Oh, I did. I you did. did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that may, maybe you're hiding it a little better. Um, Jonathan, it probably bothered you more because that eye, that eyeball that had made its way somewhere down around me. what would have been the side, it actually lulled at one point in time and looked right at you. The eyeball oh. looked at you. And so maybe you, yeah, <laughs> maybe you made eye contact with it. Uh, and, and so, yeah, you might be hiding it, but but it uh, it definitely did affect you. Um, so I assume that you are wanting to lead them to the limelight theater. I am. And justifying myself along limelight. the way. Saying, oh. you know, they, uh, they probably found that girl before she died for the record. I'm sure she's fine. You know, the, it takes the body so long to bleed out, and she seemed pretty tough. She was young. I don't think she, uh, you know, probably no one's going to miss her anyway. Let's, uh, <laughs> and then I point to the theater and go, it's over there. Well, that's, so it's it's a, at least a, a district away. Um, so well, you I might point in this the general direction. direction yeah. But, well, it's still right? <laughs> over there. I'm not lying. Where's the lie? Yeah. Briar Green is its own district where Briar Rank College is. The Varnish is, for what it's worth, an adjacent district, so you're not terribly far. Of course, they put the sort of entertainment district pretty close to the, the college campus. Um, 
but yeah, it's not terribly far. You can walk it. You can wait for a cable car, uh, whatever, whatever you guys choose to do. If you're walking, you're walking in the rain for what it's worth. I say if it's not too long of a wait, I would vote for the cable car. If it is storming, storming, if it was just drizzling, yeah. I'd be fine with walking, but yeah, it's coming down pretty hard. And you, you, you uh, I'd rather wait for a car. Cable cars. You've used the cable cars. Yeah, you've used them enough to know. Uh, yeah. Most, if not all of you, have used them enough to know that there's one arriving soon. And sure enough, within a minute or two, uh, one pulls up that crash of electric lightning. It almost sounds like thunder in and of itself to some degree uh, coming through on the, the cables as it comes to not a full stop. Again, it comes to come kind of comes to like a rolling stop. You kind of have to jump on. Um but it's not dangerous in that way. It's slow enough. You can get on and there aren't many other passengers this time of day. It seems like most people have gone back to their, to their homes, uh, a short cable car ride later. You find yourselves uh, out in front of the limelight theater in the varnish. Uh, Jonathan, tell us what the limelight theater looks like. In my head. I mean, we're talking in terms of what it is, you know, would be today. You're talking like Vegas. It's lit up. It's, it's extravagant it's uh, jonathan is a showman above all else it's kind of got a re to us a retro kind of like i uh, think it's gonna sound weird batman uh art deco style but lit up it's sure. it's, it's elegant but gaudy just like jonathan yeah it's um it probably would not have been retrofitted for electricity at this point so it is maybe maybe the outside marquee has one or two electric lights but most of the interior lighting is is done uh via candles open flame and yes. your chandelier has not yet been fit to the new electric light <laughs> <laughs> the references again. yeah <laughs> uh yeah it, it so, has a so you big you, wa you walk in there's a lobby i lead them past the lobby of uh, the front desk you know where people get their tickets they come in there's a big big hall where uh with a stage up top where things you know where i perform and then behind that curtain at the hall is kind of like my area it, it's my where i keep all my stuff and it's where i lead them to it's 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 away from all prying eyes and there's comfortable chairs it's 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 a nice place you take sure. a date there. Yeah. The uh, the the owner. Do you own and operate this? I had a guy in mind, but if you if no, you like I, it to be you, I'm fine with that. No, I was thinking that I I use it, but I don't own it. Um, it's okay. it's something that I have an agreement with this guy with. Yeah. So his name is Herschel Oakden. Um, he's in his late sixties. He is uh someone who has owned and operated this theater for a long time now, maybe even before your time, likely. Um perhaps performed there back in the day as well, but he doesn't talk about that very much. He's a, a very quietly spoken man. He's a businessman. So he doesn't really do a lot of, uh, for, for somebody who works and seemingly worked in entertainment, he's not a real talkative guy. Um, he just conducts the business, collects the money. Uh, he kind of seems like the kind of guy who doesn't want to know a lot. The less he knows, the better. Um, he knows sort of the way things get done around this city. And so you've maybe had a couple of conversations with him, but most of it is quickly in passing. He always calls you Mr. Strangeway. He's very formal. Um, you, you don't see him on your way in here, which is not unusual. You don't see him all the time anyway, really, unless it's closer to showtime or there's maintenance being performed, that sort of thing. Yeah, he's like a landlord. He's an absentee landlord. Yeah, yeah more um, or less. Uh, I mean, you've never had any trouble getting a hold of him, but he no. he doesn't really spend a lot of time right there at the place. I think it's because he's he's jealous of my success and misses being <laughs> misses being a showman himself, and it reminds him of that too much. It's painful. You definitely think that. Yeah. You definitely well, I think, think that a lot of case. things. Um, I want to lead them back there. And as we lead them back there, um, and I know no one's around, I, I will openly tell them, yes, 
of the and I, I hand Margaret the the vial the container and I say this is part of what's left of of our model friend um now the weird oh. part is she she turned to goo I can confirm that but what Lawrence and I saw is that the goo kind of ungooed it came back it came back it solidified Thank the you. goo and what those gunshots we heard were the officers shooting at it and that thing killed at least two of them that I saw uh, before they splattered it all over the place again. Now, I don't know if, for all I know, it's still not dead. It could still be out there wrecking shop. I'm not sure. All I know is I got you your damn goo, and I got you somewhere safe. Okay. Well, we have our goo. We know that it's come from the Radiance Corporation. And uh, Do you well, have anyone around who can deliver a missive to Octavia? So we can find out what we need to do next with this goo or how we can take care of what is happening to, to Vera if she has come back and re-gooed again. Well, she's come back once or twice from what I understand. Um, uh, and I, I know Hunter isn't currently on the, the camera, but uh, I am going to relay the information to them that Homer told me about where this Radiance uh, Corporation is located and where it's actually located. Um, basically, I, I tell them everything that Homer told me. Yeah, so more or less, if I didn't convey it all that clearly, he the, the information he gives you is that Morton Springs is their their uh, front, for lack of a better term. Morton Springs is where they say they're located because it's far enough out of town, nobody ever actually goes and checks. Um, it's a very small town, the kind of place where certainly they might have some sort of little front office. Um, but, but Homer very much made it clear that the place he was asked to come to audition for this role was in the steel. So I think that would be he a good place to check. Maybe yeah, I was going to say, he would have given you like a specific location. Right. Maybe we go pay the Radiance Corporation a visit and see what's actually happening behind closed doors. Assuming our handler is okay with that. I mean, if that's where we need to go. They must be scrambling right now, to trying to cover up this mess. So I think we hit them now while they're distracted. That would be our best opportunity. But we also don't know how to go about even darting to deal with good humans. Uh, Hunter, a stupid question, but sure. uh, world-wise, there is such a thing, I'm assuming, as cameras or, any, or anything like that? Cameras are very, very rare at this point. It's not that they don't exist, but um, to have anything approaching a portable camera uh, is is only the absolute elite would maybe have something like that. Uh, Margaret, your family, your family probably has one. Uh, it's not the kind of thing you walk around with like you would now, obviously, or even, you know, oh, in the, the 90s, age, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're talking, you're talking about something that's like a, like a briefcase's worth of equipment. You yeah. don't necessarily have to set it all up on a pedestal and all that, uh, but something that requires a lot of, of doing and if it's still like that age photography, it's going to take a while to even get a single exposure. Sure. You you absolutely could have one and use it and those sorts of things, but it, it's not just uh, you know, pop down to the corner store and grab a camera. <laughs> well, I, I say if this, un, if this Radiance Corporation is creating 
something that turns beautiful women into goo, then they probably have something at their headquarters that they don't want people to know about that is going to incriminate them. So I say, if you do have a camera, we take the camera with us just in case. Maybe we can get some evidence or we can find some evidence. That's what you guys do, right? You find evidence. Finding evidence would be better. Oh, it's so exciting. It's 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 like it's like the stories I've read, just real. <laughs> kind of like that, yes. By the way, you were talking about your the what you both collected. Um, if you would look at it at any point in time, it is for what it's worth, especially yours, uh, Jonathan. It's not moving. It, it it doesn't appear sentient on its own in any way. I was about to ask, like, is this it's goo gonna try and do something? <laughs> so, or is it so just Margaret chill? has the card with just some some green flecks of the undark on it. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, you've got actively like a small amount of what Vera. you assume was Vera herself <laughs> at some point. Um, there are indeed flecks of like green and pink and red, uh, a little bit of white, like perhaps some bone matter. Um, could I pour all kind of mixed up in a slurry? Could I pour this into a toaster and see if it does anything? No, <laughs> no, because no one has a toaster. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna need an oven. That's the problem. I don't think it works quite that way. Um, I don't know if Lindsay looks like she's done with my shit, or if her character looks like she's done with my shit. It's Margaret. Okay. Margaret is done with your shit. Okay. Well, then I'm going to. I've present, and I say this out loud. I've presented your evidence. I've given you shelter while we think. I've told you where I think we need to go. This is my part. I will let you decide the rest because you two, as he points to Margaret and Lawrence, seem to know what you're doing in all this. Points to Patchy. You, I'm actually a little proud of you. I want to tell you that. Um, yeah. Proud. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm proud that you held a gun without shooting yourself. And then I'm going to point to Elk and just say, you I am not aware of very much. <laughs> Um, and then I sit in my in my uh, luxurious chair and mix myself a drink and just sit and watch the show. Are we... Do we need to go to the steel in the long and short? Yeah. Do we need to let Octavia know? Uh, and we need to send her word of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I would like to get this stuff to her. And I want to pick up a fresh bleed vial. Because if there's other evidence there, we need to also get it. True. Um, where is... Do we know where Octavia is at now? Uh, you do not. She did not say specifically where she was going when she left. Margaret, you would know... You just said to send her a missive. Yeah, you would know of a few different places she would be. So sending a missive is, is kind of like sending like a group text. Like you would send out like a few little small handwritten cards, uh, you know, with, with a messenger to go to a few different places, knowing that she'll be at one of them if they have, you know, very generic messages on them. Yeah. Um, if Jonathan. you guys are opening me... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to go... Uh, Jonathan, do you have any sort of like safe or secure container we can drop this bleed stuff off at. I don't think we need to carry this with us while we go into the Radiance Corporation. Of course I do. Uh, where do you think I keep my money? Um, you do have to promise me that it's not going to leak onto my money, though. Fair uh, 
about the time this is ongoing, uh, Jonathan, you hear a very familiar soft knock uh, on the door frame to your your uh, quarters is the word I was looking for uh, in in the back of the theater, and a very familiar uh, older man's voice says, uh, "Perhaps I could be of some assistance." Oh, this <laughs> I exclaimed. This is Herschel. Yeah, Herschel. <laughs> Good to hear from you. How much of that did you hear exactly? <laughs> um, he he looks over. Actually, he he kind of gives you like a, a knowing nod, and he looks over at Margaret uh, and and Jonathan, but specifically you, Margaret. And he goes, "Stalkwell, good to see you again." Yes, um, it's been a while. Yeah, your family knows the Oaktons. Um, whether or not you you have spent a lot of time at the Limelight Theater, or or that would be the reason, is is not. Um, necessarily the case but uh you you know that through through the time that you've spent in candela there are countless different folks who have played different roles in the organization uh oakton is a name that you've heard once or twice uh, maybe not as agents maybe not as as full-fledged members uh but they are sort of in the know like safe haven type folks um and so it, it kind of, you recognize all at once, put two and two together. Uh, Herschel probably knows a lot about these things, even if he's never specifically gone out on an assignment himself. Um, he notes that, I'm assuming you guys are holding the, the bleed containers and all that. Um, yes, but I did try to hide it behind my back. <laughs> when he walked in. He takes, he takes note of it and, and says, uh, Mr. Strangeway, it's you you know me well enough to know that I am not in the business of dealing in other people's business, if you will. And he kind of kind of like a butler, like he's got one hand behind his back and he puts the other one out, palm up. I'll be glad to take those off your hands. I'm gonna look over at Margaret for her approval. Yeah, that's fine. Um, if you would be so kind as to uh, send a missive to Octavia and allow her to know that there is a package ready to be picked up at this location. That would be wonderful. Um, he goes, he, uh, Jonathan, you don't see this guy laugh very often, uh, but he does kind of let out a little, a little chortle as he collects these things and, and the missive as well. Uh, he goes, Miss Halpine, I assume then she is your light keeper. This go around. Yes. <laughs> very good uh, <laughs> he turns back to you Jonathan says yeah if that'll be all Mr. Strangeway two questions Herschel my old friend one yes of course what do you know about the Radiance group two how long do you think it would take a woman to bleed out when you stab her in the thigh <laughs> he um <laughs> you see him kind of like wrinkle his nose like Ugh. uh and he, he goes, I'm afraid I'm not particularly well-versed in either of those scenarios, Mr. Strange. When he searches for the word, he goes, uh, I did spend some time in the war, but admittedly I didn't make a habit of stabbing women in the leg. It kind of trails off there. If it helps, it was a pocket but, knife. But he, he comes back, he goes, it does not. And then he comes back to it and says, um, the Radiance Corporation, it, it does not ring a bell. Uh, something you encountered at your uh, 
performance today? How was that? Oh, actually, I he looks down at what he's holding. He goes, "I suppose I have the answer here." Yes. Uh, yes, but the performance itself went splendidly. I, of course, did well. Um, of course, of course. But there was a unfortunate incident with a beautiful woman that turned into. And he points at it. That. He holds up the container and goes, uh, the less I know about these things, the better Mr. Strangeway, although, and he turns on his heel as though he's going to leave the room. He says, you know, I, I must admit, I wondered how long it would be before Candela was in touch with you. Of course, I've seen your show. And then he leaves the room. I'm just going to point at him and go, Herschel, right? Am I right? Patchy? <laughs> You would know you would know Herschel. You've been chased away from the front of the Limelight Theater more than once um, trying to perform on the sidewalk. Never by Herschel. Never by, by Mr. Oakton. Um, he might have not necessarily stepped in to intervene, um, but you've never gotten the idea that he's the one who's called the periphery on you. <laughs> it's always been me. I'm just sitting up in my window asking Amazon Echo what them boys doing out there (laughs) they're just performing what's that? I don't know about that they're just performing tricks I don't know about that (laughs) alright so he takes your missive he takes your your bleed containers Uh, yeah I'm going to wash my hands. Okay. Not just because of any blood that got on him from uh, Miss Carrington, but also, you know, touching those vi- that vial just really icky. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Are you having an out these damn spots moment? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan is a particular kind of person. I'm sure you've noticed. Yes. I will ask Patchy since we're here uh, if if you would like to maybe change your clothes and put on some better clothes. She sits. She thinks. She looks at her clothes, and it does have blood on it from everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've. I was gonna say down your leg, uh, left or right, whichever you choose. You've you've got a you've got a pretty decent. Uh, spot there it's very visible i'm gonna just point to all of the clothing options you have from both myself and from staria although body type doesn't quite match i do pay for the best uh feel free to take whatever you want and i'll bill you later (laughs) she just oh politely but almost skittishly like works her way over to the uh the clothes closet and then while margaret's thinking i'm gonna look over at elk and uh hold up the bottle of alcohol and say and for you perhaps and he's not paying attention (laughs) (laughs) where is he where where is he where's elk where's elk (laughs) when elk's not on screen everyone should be asking where's Where's elk elk? Sorry, what was the question? I was having to listen to another. I, I, <laughs> I, I offered you alcohol while they're doing things. Oh, no, no, no. 
I I cannot partake in that. No. Suit yourself, and I pour myself another glass, and walk, and I just wander. Okay. I uh, at this point, I leave it completely <laughs> up to you all what you want to do. I want to take the revolver that I stole, and uh, she yeah. shot twice, if I remember right. So I want to take the dispense casings out. Okay. Use as like a potential uh, impromptu distraction, like throw it at a wall. Okay, yeah. You still got the gun too, if you want to keep it. If not, you oh yeah, I'm keeping everything. It's like okay. this is a nice revolver. Like I feel she would have had like a higher quality handgun. It's not like rustic or oh, yeah. like needs now, now for what is for what it's worth. Before I get into it, this does can take up a gear spot. So do you have a spot to spend on it? Oh, I thought we could grab we something. three items. Then I thought we could only items. have three at the start, and then we can nope. take something. You uh, get three, and that's it for the assignment. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, then, I probably prefer the cane. So I will just put the handgun on the table for whoever needs a weapon sure, for this upcoming Importantly, you can also hand off the things that you have. So if you decide to give something up, you would have mm. another spot to to fulfill. Yeah, I think the bleed detector and burglary equipment. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, and my cane. I want to keep all that. Okay. So sure, I'm fine. With I'll let you say that you came back with it since you didn't actually do anything with it. Um, mm -hmm. And and so now it is. Available I figured it was like. In my hand, and I just kind of like stuffed it in my pocket as sure. just to hide it. Yeah, so we're have doing it this for a little clip, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's like that. Can't sleep. The goo monster will eat me. <laughs> you should die before you wake. Having an patch is getting changed. It is, um, at this point, it's approximately midday. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, mid-afternoon. So it's like 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That thunderstorm is still raging pretty hard outside. It was fairly nice early in the day, but this thing has, uh, it's almost like it knows what's going on. Like the weather is aware that things have gone downhill, and it's not great. No. I'd say we... Oh, when we go to this location, yes. do we have a plan of what we're going to do? Scope it out, find an entrance... Get evidence. Get out of there. You look very, oh. uh, very adept at sneaking into places and, and finding things out, Lawrence. It is what I do. Much prefer the cover of the night, but I feel that if we don't go now, the evidence may not be there by the time uh, midnight comes around. I agree. The longer we wait, the more chances they have to get rid of things. All right. Would just... we know of a Candela location in the steel that we could stop and pick up another empty bleed vial to not waste time? Uh, I, I'll I'll just hand wave this and say that Herschel delivers those missives and um, is is able to. Uh, acquire you some some yeah up up to again however many people want them assuming you have yeah. spaces on your because I I want to one. replace the one that I had okay and I'm assuming Jonathan so we're still on two now 
And I still have my bleed detector, That's so I think that is, that is up to Jonathan for what it's worth. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say that he acquires two if you want, or if anybody else wants one, but again, you I'll, can only uh, ever have three pieces of gear. So. Yeah, I'll sacrifice my hand weapon, since I still have my hidden weapon. Uh, so basically, I'm going to be carrying the containment vial, the hidden weapon, and my magic show gimmick, because because okay. that's fun. I can do card tricks okay. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let me have fun, Lindsay. Because otherwise, once we're ready, I suggest we get on the move. Is anyone going to take my handgun? I'm not, because I don't have squat and control for shooting. <laughs> <laughs> that is an important thing. Patchy, do you still have the handgun? or I still have the handgun that we stole from the lady. Okay. Yep, so you have a hand weapon. I think that's the only thing that you've taken, isn't it? I think it's the only gear that you've used. <clears throat> I think so. Uh, I will. I can leave my I'll leave my research material here and take the pistol. That's probably a good call. Okay. So you have a hand weapon. You still have your laboratory equipment. And my lab equipment, my hand weapon, which is my pocket knife. And... Ooh, I say you make something. Oh, or... no, wait a minute! Wait a minute! So you can only have one hand weapon. So you can give the knife up for the gun, but you can't have both. Okay, I'll leave. The, I'll leave the knife and take the gun. Okay. And uh, elk. It has. Would you have shots. any concoction you would want to prepare before we leave? I am afraid not, because that is a, uh, as stated previously, it is a very volatile. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not very stable. So, so basically, what you're traveling with is a bunch of inert chemicals. the The reaction occurs when you put them together. So that's there's some right. stuff you can do really quickly, but nothing you can really based on the things that are given, the descriptions that are given. There's really nothing you can produce in advance that will stay that way, yeah, stay that way. until okay. it's used. Yeah, sticky, toxic, all of that stuff. Like anything that's like gaseous, it would evaporate. Anything that's sticky, it would mm -hmm. like lose its tackiness. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I was just trying to make sure we get everything prepared before. And, we and for what it's worth, for the listener's sake, and I guess technically for you guys too, that's how they handled it in the show so far. Since we still don't have, uh, I don't know if I told you guys, but the the full book is coming out November fourteenth. Um, nice. Since we still don't have that, Ooh, we just have the quick start guide. Yes. Um, I didn't see I, any pre-orders set up yet, though. Unfortunately. No, nobody has anything out yet. Uh, but that, I'm just handling it the way it was handled in the show, which is you can do it a, a number of times, um, but you can't really prepare mm -hmm. in advance, etc. Okay. Fair enough. Alrighty. All I right. think we're ready. Yep. I'm so, going to have the... Go ahead. Yes. You doing uh, what now? What's that, Patchy? I have the hand weapon. Uh, I've got uh, the ward, and I'm taking the occult supplies. Okay. And importantly, you don't have to decide on all of them right now, but that's, that makes sense. Uh, what does your ward look like? What is it? Typically, this is like a, a necklace or a pendant or some sort of amulet, some kind of thing that's used to ward off bleed. Uh, it's a it's a necklace that she got from her ringmaster that she decided to take and always okay. kind of keep on her. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I have right. expected them to say it was the handkerchiefs. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the bad boy's been used up oh left yeah. that in the mouth of that one too I sure hope that doesn't come back to bite you anyway oh um, no so moving on uh, if the plan is to go to the steel once again it takes uh, very little to get a cable car it's a little bit of a, a longer ride this time um, 
again, the at least the places where you wait for one, the, the terminals uh, are covered, so you're not out in the wind and the rain uh, quite as much as you might be. The cable car ride itself, since you're sort of just hanging on to the side, is a little bit uh, not treacherous, but it's not comfortable either. It's somewhere in between the two. Um, but you arrive in the steel before too long, even in the this pounding thunderstorm. Uh, there are billowing clouds of smoke that are rolling up into the sky. You can hear the sounds of industry all around you, um, from tools uh, clanking and being used uh, to men's voices calling out, you know, safety regulations and warnings and such. Um, it's a uh, again, it's it's concrete and steel. It is a an industrious part of the city. Uh, there are a few people who live here for what it's worth in sort of little ramshackle places, but uh, where you're dropped off is more or less in the the business district, uh, not the the warehouse or I'm sorry, not the factory uh, section per se, but maybe more of the the office type areas. Um, the place, Jonathan, that you were told by Homer, I was about to say your friend, that's a very loose term, hmm. uh, by Homer to go to the address that you were given uh, is not terribly far from the, the cable car location, uh, but you will have to walk a little ways. Get to walking. Uh, so right. can, can we see from whether we have to get closer or what, can we see what the official name of this building is like obviously i don't think they would call it you know it wouldn't have radiance corporation on the front so is there any front that they've got going for this building or is it just a blank nondescript building um once you get within sight of it and it does again take a little bit so you're you're walking through the wind and the rain it's it's pounding uh the the sidewalks fairly heavily at this point uh, you're kind of trying to shelter it from your eyes uh the place that you find looks like a small kind of squat little blank gray concrete slate basically um notably however it is connected to a much larger warehouse uh in in common terms for us we're talking about like football field sized warehouse like a huge warehouse this little squat concrete building that looks like the office looks like a, a tumor on the side of that building like they don't look connected in any way shape or form the warehouse looks brand new and it's huge gleaming steel uh almost polished it seems like uh the little concrete building is more of a uh it's been there a long time. It's almost like this was grafted onto the side of it, like an afterthought. And there's no, no signs, nothing that says this nope. is something, nothing. No, which for, for what it's worth in the steel is not entirely uncommon. There are a lot of places that certainly put their logo on their wares. Uh, certain brands of steel would have that branding on them. Uh, you might see a common logo here and there, but the Radiance Corporation logo that you found, uh, Margaret, you don't see that anywhere. Okay. Look at Margaret. Okay, boss lady, now what? Oh, I mean, we don't exactly want to just go up to the front desk and say, hey, where are you hiding? Why not? So, <laughs> um, we need to find... I would assume finding a way into the warehouse would probably be the route to go. Now, let's say if one of us were exploring the steel and we got lost, we might stop into this building and ask for directions and look around and see if there's anything we could see. There'd be no harm Jonathan, in that. We're feeling up to talking because that's not my strong point. For what is worth, right around the time that you say that all around you, and it happens in um, 
it almost sounds like in echoes because it's not simultaneous. They're all just kind of like within a second or two of each other. You start hearing work whistles, like those steam whistles um, going off. Like there's one not too far from you. That's pretty loud. There's one off in the distance and they're kind of all again. It's like being in the middle of someone playing handbells. Like they're all going off same pitch, uh, but all at different times. And Pretty quickly afterward, even into the rain, you start to see folks from all different directions uh, in overalls, in coveralls, uh, dirtied faces, plain lunch pails, uh, very kind of somber faces for most people uh, come pouring out like ants pouring out of these buildings. It is now, and you notice at this moment, point in time, it's approaching five o'clock. It's right about five o'clock, in fact, quitting time. I think we found our inn, and I just kind of want to turn around like I'm facing the same direction that they are and just kind of start walking backwards. <laughs> you know, how the that one move is. <laughs> I, I don't, but I'm trying to picture it. So basically, you want to face the direction of the crowd but walk against the like yeah you never seen that you never seen that move no (laughs) no but i'll take your word for it um so so is the goal at this point to like kind of try to blend in you're trying to be a little basically yeah just basically hide okay hopefully i can roll sure where's my oh shoot where's my real thing here he's we go doing the assassin's creed thing he's blending in poorly Ooh, damn never mind <laughs> I well, tripped. So, Whatever so I important, importantly you you don't actually know that you're like being observed at this point anyway you're you're hiding from a, a threat yeah. that you might not necessarily know exists um what does happen though on <laughs> on that failure i'm assuming you're taking the two um yeah. well actually Actually, for what it's worth, you your uh, hide is gilded. So if you're missing a drive there, you can take the one. It's no worse than the two. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> okay, now, so you get a drive back at least. Yeah. Uh, if you're missing one, um, Lawrence, you go to move in within the crowd, and it's it's a little bit like you don't do this very often, where you're like, I'm gonna kind of show off, and it's like, I'll watch this. You move <laughs> to the crowd and. Within seconds, you start walking backwards, and yeah, you just plow. There are two guys that are, are like talking, and they turn at the same time, and you just plow right into them. Um, all three of you stumble to the ground. Uh, people, like the sea of people, kind of tries to move to get out of the way. Uh, you're not going to take a mark here because it's not a physical confrontation. But yeah, almost in the immediacy after that, you hear somebody go, "Hey, what the hell are you doing over there?" And this guy gets up and starts, of course, he's like covered in, in mud now from and, and rainwater. Uh, the other one starts getting up to it and he goes, oh, what the fuck? Who the fuck was that? And both of them like look up and see you at the same time. Uh, I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, walking, clearly you're not good at this. What, you fucking mook, what are you doing over here? He kind of pushes you on the shoulder, like strikes you like that. Uh, fair enough, man. I'm sorry. I wasn't watching where I was going. Yeah, it's because you weren't walking in the right direction, you fucking moron. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> man, I don't know. The other one I now just... comes up a little closer. He kind of shoulder checks you as he walks by. And you see, you realize that now the two of them are kind of trying to flank you. Like they're trying to put you. They've they've moved you out of the stream of people and have tried to put mm-hmm. you in a precarious position here. Um, importantly, they have let their lunch pails go. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I had a few questions I wanted to ask some gentlemen around here. I I wanted to come up. One of them looks at the other one and goes, "This fucking guy. This fucking guy." Dude, I got questions. I got questions too. What are you gonna do about knocking me into this fucking puddle? I gotta go home. I gotta tell my wife. I got shit all over me because of this fucking moron. I mean, you've no shower, right? The rain will take care of that for you. Good answer. Oh. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look at Margaret while this is all going on. I just say like, so are you gonna step in at any point here, or? Oh, yeah, yeah. a minute. <laughs> See if he can get himself out of it. He needs some practice. Um, <laughs> uh, Lawrence, if if you say that, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think how to. I'm just, so, I'm just being logical you, here. So you say that, he'll be clean we'll before he even you. gets home. You say that, and the one looking at you goes, <laughs> "We got, we got a wise guy over here. We gotta <laughs> do it." The guy behind you, like open hand, palms you upside the head. Um, nice. You're gonna take a body mark for this. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He he basically just boxes your ear like with one hand. Um, mm. You go down to a knee, uh, and the two guys are now standing over you. One of them goes. The one who who was talking kind of instructed the other guy. He goes, now, listen here. He squats down and kind of gets face-to-face with you, and he goes, I'm not going home and telling my wife I got all fucked up by some fucking moron here. What do you got on you, smart guy, huh? Gentlemen, I walk up to them. I apologize for the mess. My friend here lost a bet. I was making him walk backwards. What can I get you to buy some new clothes? Make a make a sway roll. Uh, sway. Uh, yeah, it's sway. I, I was gonna let you make a read, sway. but it's it's sway. I no, mean, you, it, it's there's sway. nothing to read here. Yeah, yeah. it's t- it's totally sway. Alrighty, and I gotta go with the lesser of the two because I don't. Uh-huh. Got- you can spend a drive on this if you want, but then you just get the one. But I only get one dot, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take my chances with the lesser and keep my fingers crossed that maybe the dice don't Again, hate me today. you all can help each other as well if you want. Uh-huh. What is it? Hold Sway. on. Hold on. Cunning. I'm, uh, I'm not saying you should. I just want you guys to remember I mean, you can I do that. I just got a cunning uh, drive. It is, so it is a cunning drive. Yeah. I'll okay, so Lawrence is giving you a drive. That means that you're going to be up to the one die. Which I will spend one of my own if someone else is giving me one. That still puts me at right. two, but so I don't have to take the two. lesser at least. Now you can take the better of the two. That's correct. I'm so, Lord, how are you? Can I throw one oh, okay. on it, too? Okay. I, I, sure. Because yeah. I, I, I deal with meatheads all the time in my shows. They come in. They're oh, stumbling. Absolutely. They get drunk. Drunkards. Uh, yeah. They're probably already drunk when they show up. Yeah, they're probably drunk at work. So, I'm going to I'm gonna join in with this. I'm going to help out. Lawrence, what are you doing to help? I'm just giving her the puppy dog eyes. Like, <laughs> Lawrence is not doing a fucking thing, he's, which is the smartest he's, thing he's done so far. He's just looking he's pathetic. He's stop talking. <laughs> exactly. All right, so you've got three dice, Margaret. All right. Please, something. There's a five. We'll take the five. All right. Yeah, that's a mixed success. Okay. Um, the other guy, the other kind of thug type guy who's standing up is the first one that clocks you and he taps his buddy on the head like on his little his little newsboy cap 
and he like grabs his head and he goes, "Hey, I'm talking over here." What he he literally grabs his head and turns it your direction, and the guy like kind of looks up to you because you're pretty tall, right? Yeah, like five ten ish. Yeah, I mean you're 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 pretty tall. Um, again, he's like squatted down at this point, so he kind of looks over and then looks up at you. Um, and he stands up. He's like trying to brush himself off again. It's like pouring down rain on you guys trying to brush himself off, and he goes. Uh, I'm sorry, miss. What was that? It is my fault that my friend ran into you. He lost a bet, and I told him he had to walk backwards on the street. What can I give you, gentlemen, to take care of your clothing? Oh, well, I, I, uh, you know, uh, one guy kind of like elbows his buddy. He's like, uh, (laughs) he goes, uh, excuse me for just a minute while I consult with my, and they kind of turn quick into a little huddle. Um, second later they come back and they go, Oh, I don't know. You know, uh, maybe 20, maybe 20 ought to cover it. 20 seems pretty good. Tell your buddy here not to be such a fucking asshole. I'll go ahead and pass on the coins and be okay. All right. I'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll work on things here a little bit. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all right. Thank you. Thank you, miss. Sounds, sounds good to me. All right. Uh, chief, let's go. Let's roll here. Uh, and they, they pick up their pails and they, they go to take off on the way, by the way, uh, uh, Lawrence, one of them kind of like, like you're, you're still sort of on the ground, but he kind of like, I guess instead of shoulder checks, he kind of like knee checks you on the shoulder uh, just a little bit, just enough to let him know that, you know, he's still pissed, but they walk <laughs> on. Most of the crowd, by the way, has just kind of like shifted to the side now. So there's still a, a group of people kind of pouring out of these factories. That was spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Marvelous. Help Lawrence up. Yeah, 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 you can do that. Now you, uh, I told you show too. ten you minutes. Say, hey, Copernicus, what are you doing? <laughs> trying to navigate with your feet and stand hey. there with your shirt. No, <laughs> you do sneak better than you walk, right? I have at this point. I don't know. No, I get it. I get it. You lure them into a false sense of security. It's a brilliant strategy. <laughs> Uh, most of the crowd is starting to thin out for what it's worth now it is you know 515 people are kind of making their way it's not like there's a parking lot to worry about so people just kind of flood out onto the streets of the steel the steel for what it's worth is like one step above south soffit so it's not quite poverty but definitely people who live there are not exactly living in wealth Um, again there's only a few little places to to hang out Uh, maybe some kind of rundown apartment buildings that sort of thing um so it's a lot of grimness. A lot of people who aren't really in the the happiest states of mind leaving this place. Uh, I would like to. You do. Oh. Sorry for what it's worth. You do. You do. Um, if you're standing, actually. Uh, uh, sorry, never mind. Go ahead. I'm going to turn it over to you. Oh, I was going to say. I was just. Uh, if no one's really paying attention, I was uh, going to walk kind of along the edge of the building towards the door where everybody's piling out of. N- not threateningly or anything just kind of you know leaning against the wall and slowly inching my way over just you know look and i occasionally i pull out my pocket watch i look at it kind of like i'm just you know just just hanging out okay um i'm not gonna make you make a roll for this jonathan as you are the first one to sort of approach the the building that you were told about again you know specifically where you're going you didn't have to relay this information to her you, you didn't have to receive it as relayed information uh, other than from homer 
as you approach the building, you catch notice after a, a minute or so of trying to kind of look inconspicuous. Nobody's leaving this building. You don't see people pouring out of what you have been told to be the Radiance Corporation building. Um, the other factories, I mean, it's just a steady stream. It's starting to, to trickle down now, of course. Uh, but this building in particular, while there is something, you know, building smoke rolling out of the stack that's connected to it, uh, and it does appear like there might be activity inside, no one's leaving. I'm going to relay, relay that to Margaret and, you know, just ask, like, do you find it a little odd that uh, it's closing time, but it doesn't look like anybody's closing there? Yeah, but considering what happened today, I kind of don't find that odd. I see. <laughs> I mean, if they know there's a mess up and they got to clean up after stuff, wouldn't you make your workers do overtime to now, get rid of evidence? Which, again, makes me believe that we really should, you know, hurry this along so uh mm -hmm. i'm i'm looking i I'm, I'm assuming there's doors into that factory are there windows is there any point of entry other than just walking straight in the the windows are all very high up like it looks like they're more like skylight type windows uh there does not for what it's worth appear to be like a catwalk along the outside of the building a fire escape something like that there are double doors placed every so often along the the exterior from where you are you can see there's probably uh maybe three entrances on this side um, the little squat concrete building in the front has one set, uh, or I'm sorry, one door uh, in the front. There are no windows attached to it. It looks like a heavier door as well. Like maybe it's a guarded door, like a like a girded steel. Hmm. So I, I guess the options we have are go through the door or he points over at the other one, go through the door. Unless someone has a grappling hook. A what? <laughs> Oh, you, uh, you might, Margaret. I mean, as exploration tools, you might have like a little, literally a bended metal hook with rope, but that's completely up to you. Yeah, that, I mean, that's... You wouldn't have a grappling gun, <laughs> but you yeah, might no. have yeah, you're not a Batman. hook on some rope. You're not Batman yeah. the horse. I mean, if there's no Batman scaffolding the on the side of the building or anything that way, like, in my mind, if we tried to go through the windows, well, then we also have to get down from the windows, so... True, but... If someone could get up there, they could at least peer inside and see what they could see. And I'd say the best person for that job would be a burglar or thief type who just embarrassed himself slamming <laughs> into a bunch of construction workers. Yeah, that makes sense. You yeah. Look, you looking for redemption? Someone uh, hoist me up. Margaret. I'll fish my <laughs> excavation equipment out of my bag. Oh, okay. And and by the way, some uh, rope. and convince them to go to like us the the most of uh, unseen side, like wh whichever side, whichever area. Is that within sure. an alleyway? Or... Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so as you get closer to the building, you can see that there. Um, is like a, a small, and I'm talking like maybe a six inches at most, um, 
like lip basically almost like a ledge that runs along the building that leads right up to where those those windows begin uh it's clearly not meant to be like it's no more than a windowsill it's not meant to be like an exit or an entrance but you do get the idea that if you were to you know maybe get a hook up there that you might be because we're talking it's about you know 30 feet off the ground it's on the second floor uh or the second story uh, if you if you were to you know hoist all the way up there, there's a, a possibility that you could you could see inside. It's raining heavily still, um, but it's not totally out of the question. Now, if you fall, we'll catch you. <laughs> it's easy as that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna lean into Patchy and tell him uh, tell her I'm lying to him to make him feel better. <laughs> and then Patchy's just gonna so <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> So, so Margaret, I would say this is probably part of your survival gear. Yeah, that would make more that, sense. That, that would be that would be something that you would you would take here. So, anything else that would be part of survival gear, you'll now have if that's something that you're going to do. Okay. So, yeah, no, you can make a cool. make an argument for that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so basically, someone's going to need to roll it, or I mean, roll it. Someone's going to need to throw it up there, and then someone's going to have to climb, which I assume we have decided is going to be uh, Lawrence. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Would that so, be a control the, roll? It's going to be a control roll to throw it. It's going to be a move roll to get up it. All right, boys and girls, which one of you has better control? <laughs> Not I only have one. Same. I don't. I've got I've got one in control. Uh, well, I'm going to let you throw it, and I'm going to spend a drive to give you another one because I have nothing. But I have drives. Importantly, Elk, your control <laughs> is also gilded. So if you spend Ooh, a drive uh, one, yeah. and you take the gilded die, you'll get it back. Do Only it. if you take the gilded result, though. So I get to roll three then, right? Two. No, the gilded having having it gilded does not never give you an it never gives you an additional. Well, die. well Lindsay was giving him. One. I'm giving you one. Okay, and then you're spending one too. Yes. Then yes, you get three because you have one point in it already. So you get three dice. Your last one is gilded. I'm not going to give you a gilded, but I'm giving you a thumbs up. What? Yeah. Uh, well, it's not the right one. But... The gilded yeah, doesn't we'll come back, it. but that's a critical success. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, that is important. Um, so, Elk, what what might be something that you would have done, like, in school or in life that would lead you to be good at, like, throwing things like that? Uh, just my, my father trying to make me more athletic, making me go hunting sure. and things like that, so... You know, constantly I'm thinking, having... uh, if I could throw out a suggestion, I'm thinking shot oh, yeah. put. I'm thinking maybe he yeah. tried to get you to do a little track and field, like a little yeah. discus throw, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, maybe you didn't love it, but that doesn't mean you weren't good at it. Hell, I'm good at math, but that doesn't mean I enjoy it. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so so you grab hold of the hook, you spin it around a little bit, you give it a throw, and sure enough, I mean, on one go, because uh, this is very, it's kind of a risky throw, you know, there's a possibility you could break the glass, uh, that it might not catch where it's supposed to, it might be loud, it might get somebody's attention, you might be seen. Um, a flash of lightning goes by just in time to give you an idea of where to throw it, you throw the hook, uh, it catches on something, you feel that it gets purchased, you pull on the rope, and sure enough... It is firm, it is taut, it is exactly where you want it to be. Um, yeah, it's it's exactly as good as it could possibly get. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess it's up right, for Lawrence. me now. I'm giving Lawrence yep. two thumbs up. <laughs> what about a drive? What's, what's it going to be in? It's nerve. Uh, move. Nerve. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a drive. I've got some open ones on that. Uh, I, I can get you out of this. Boost him up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you get underneath and kind of give him. That way he doesn't have to spend all that time on the rope. You know what? I'm going to use one as well. So give me three. I don't we'll want to be slipping guys. here. No gilded dice here, but. Are remember, you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Wow. <laughs> oh my wow. god. Yikes. Oh, I you I, spent your resistance I, there too, didn't you? Uh, oh no. Oh. I thought he spent his resistance and hide. I don't know. I'm asking. I didn't. I um. I did. I used that like a session ago anyway. Okay. So okay. yeah. Oh, okay. So you do not, not have there. resistance to spend, is what I'm hearing. Okay. Uh, so. Oh my god. I would say on triple ones, it was. <laughs> It's almost like you don't even get up the rope. As soon as you grab it, you would just immediately slip off. Well, right. See, see that's the problem. Because um, anything from one to three is a failure. It doesn't matter how like how much lower or higher it is. It feels like one should be as bad as it gets. Uh, but there is no critical failure here. The problem is that a failure in this instance is not that you don't get up there at all. It's that you get too high before you can't stay up there anymore. You guys oh. get your drives back, get a drive back, yeah. though, because of our first. Yeah. Oh, hey. Anybody who spent a drive there gets that. back because he did fail. Hey, all right. Um, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, so, Lawrence, you get a pretty good ways up there. And actually, actually, oh, my God, this is great. I just realized what we're going to do. Okay. So, nice. you get, I mean, you know what? Actually, you get all the way to the top. I'm just going to say it. You you get up the rope at a couple of times because the rope is getting wet. It is a, There's a thunderstorm. It is slick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for you to, to keep yourself held up there. But you manage to get all the way to the top. Now, you're basically just holding on like by your fingertips because this is just a tiny little ledge. That, that grappling hook found just the right place to purchase. Um, mm-hmm. You get up to the very top. You peer in through the window. And you actually, it's kind of like like foggy and steamy like from your own breath you have to wipe it away it's raining uh after a minute you realize like i need to kind of move some some cloth over to kind of stop that from coming through so you can see inside Mm -hmm. looking down inside you see first of all uh, a ton of machinery um stuff that's constantly moving gleaming whenever the the lightning flashes um it, it it looks like like a brand new, like a factory that we would see now. It's almost incomprehensible to you because this is not like, it doesn't look like steam powered stuff. This stuff is high tech and it's brand new. It looks surgical almost, which for what it's worth is what you would need to do what's being done. You see that there are a few people milling about and not many, three, four, maybe five uh, people moving about in what we would describe now as full-on hazmat suits. Like, we're talking about a full hooded suit. It covers them completely, boots, gloves, all of that. And they're moving various hoses into connectors connected to something. Uh, they move them, they, talk, they take them back out. You do for a brief second get a glimpse of when someone pulls one out, uh, even at this distance, even though it's pretty far away, way down in that warehouse, a drip of green. Like, there's there's a green glowing drip coming from the end of the hose. Um, and that's when you look to see what the hoses are connected to. Uh-oh. And I'm going to drop this in the text. Uh, but if you've if you've seen the show where this is coming from, you know what this looks like. And this is just to give you a sense of the scale. You look up and you see 
something moving, something writhing, but it's way too much moving. It's like a like a big flag almost. You know when you see like a big flag spread out over a football field, like that yeah. kind of undulating movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more organic than that. Oh, what the fuck! Taking like, up, that's what I say. What the fuck? Taking up almost the entire room there, and here's maybe a better idea of uh, what it looks like because it is suspended uh, and appears incapable of removing itself. Um, is whatever that is? Is the it's green slurm. stuff blur slurm from it Futurama? Is... It is, uh, it looks like, you might describe it as a worm in some sense. It looks like an alien sort of bug of some sort. It has these spindly little legs, a huge, fat, like, giant grub body. And, I mean, we're talking about this thing takes up about half the size of a football field. Um, It's suspended in air by machinery. It's got, like, about eight black eyes that are all different uh, shapes and sizes. They blink occasionally. Uh, you, You can't hear any sounds from it from within it seems like maybe this place is soundproofed uh because you can't hear the machinery either Mm. but you can see the longer you look that these hoses are getting connected to whatever machinery it's hooked to and you see it like writhe and move then this sort of like undulating movements and then the hoses start like something is being pumped through them does it seem to be else. okay? So I was about to ask: Does it seem like it's, it's coming out into of, it, or coming, coming out of out that? Out of the creature and okay. into something else. Maybe a tank somewhere. It's really not clear. Um, the sight of this thing gives you two brain marks. Oh no! That uh, that gives me three, Hunter. That's correct, which means you're not out yet, but one more means you're you're out. Oh, four um, is out. Okay, gotcha. It's four. You can have up to three on your sheet. It's when you take the fourth one of any of them. Um, is that's when I get the scars? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> you then feel yourself get very lightheaded. Oh, no. Like the sight of this thing is way too much. Yeah, I would say so. Scramble for purchase, and then a second later, you're flying. Well, not really. You're falling. Hmm. Um, Falling with style. There we go. But but you are tumbling backward. Um, Hmm. If anyone wants to try to catch him, I will let you make a move roll. I will let you know this is a high stakes roll. Uh, I mean, I'm going to try to. I'm not going to let him just, like, get killed um, falling from the I'm building if i can attempt help to help i'm gonna give okay. a drive to help too i think we're all yeah gonna, i will do yeah, yeah drive okay so, so this is a three, move roll margaret's taking it on two. you already have two you could also spend a drive that would give you the maximum six dice but that is completely up to you i i have one drive left i would like to save it in case i need it for my that's, other thing okay before you, you, before you last, roll it my last r- die is also gilded before you roll that's, it i yes. just want to say really quick that there was another time that Lindsay had the option to save someone, and that was Tanner. <laughs> and she chose not to. And Tanner almost fucking died. So let's see, Steven, if you have better luck than Tanner had. All right. Careful, make sure she doesn't accidentally shoot you. I'm really scared to hit this button, but at the same time, like, I don't know Just if I should take how, Shannon's route. How can you do worse than me, Lindsay? How oh, can you do, do worse than time. me? Do it one at a time. It's more fun that way. One at a time. Okay. Build the suspense. Yeah. 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 
The last one is the good. Five. Five. Five's five's good. Five. That's pretty good. Right. Five is we good. just have a mixed five. success. Five. Oh my five. god. Still a mixed success. Nothing changed. Uh, four. I feel like we're going Nothing changed. Last one. Oh, oh my god. god. I've never well, seen that. Well, we're taking fires. the last one, so the gilded, yeah. I get a drive back. Oh, right. That's a good move. That's a good move. You get your drive. No one else does in this case because you didn't fail. Uh, but literally every roll was a mixed success. So <laughs> here's what happens. You scramble. You, you've seen Lawrence. Like, you've worked with Lawrence enough times that you kind of know his body language, even when you can't see him all that well. Thunderstorm, he's 30 feet up above you. Um, you see whatever he sees. You hear a faint, what the fuck? And then, like, you hear a little bit of a sigh escape him. You've maybe heard a sound like this before. Something has overwhelmed him, and you almost move into action before he starts to fall. Uh, you rush forward. Your compatriots kind of instinctively do the same, and all of you manage to get under Lawrence uh, before he completely just crashes to the ground. However, it is an unceremonious landing. Um because, again, he's not giving you any help at all. He's basically he's not unconscious, uh, but he is not cognizant enough to help try to save himself. You and Lawrence both take a body. Yep. Ow. Hey, it's better than you being yeah. a body. That's true. <laughs> Dead one. Importantly, importantly, in this case, the mixed success is for Margaret. The, the, the body mark for Margaret there is for the, because of that mixed success. Lawrence, mm -hmm. the body you take is a final result of your previous failure. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I got three marks for three ones. Awesome. Which is not, it's not exactly <laughs> how I played it, but I mean, it is exactly No, no, no. That, as, that played out really well. As you can roll. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no one is no one is further knocked unconscious. Basically, uh, <sighs> Margaret, you just take the full brunt of his weight yeah. collapsing onto you. Um, Which I however, was fully prepared for. <laughs> I was going to say, however you express that injury is up to you. It's not a scar, so I'll let you do it however you want. Um, um, but it's probably along the lines of getting him, I would take the impact and I myself kind of like right. fall you from it the, and just and again, take it's that a like, hard, yeah. concrete you know, surrounding of this building. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna kneel down by Lawrence and and Margaret, who I'm assuming are both on the ground from the catch, and look at Lawrence and say, "So I can assume everything's hunky dory, nothing uh, strange going on in there, right?" <laughs> I um in my in like cognitive state, I just keep muttering like, There's "So many eyes, it's so big." <laughs> it, to, hooked up to machines I don't understand. Okay, well, Lawrence has gone bye-bye. What do you got left, Elk? <laughs> I'm I'm so fucking scared right now. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. I'm so fucking scared right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna... By the way, for, for, the, for the listeners at home, these are, if you want to look it up and see what it looks like, these are the cows... Uh, from Peacemaker, from the show Peacemaker. That's that's what they are. That ain't it's a, a cow? fucking cow. I'll say it's what it's called, and I'll say no more than that. I don't want to spoil the what, show. For Peacemaker, the John Cena show. Yes, yeah, okay. the DC James Gunn John Cena thing. They're called cows. Well, now, well, boom, well, now I feel the need to watch. Well, that'll turn someone off a of milk girl fast. Good show. Yeah, and and to be fair, I guess a better explanation for you out of character at this point would be what what. Uh, Lawrence, what you saw hooked up to them it basically them. looked like a, a milking machine. Yeah, yeah like a gigantic milking yeah, machine. Yeah, that's, I, the machinery I don't understand, but I gathered with it being pumped out of it, yes. it was, you know, be a milking 
of some sort. That sorts. is what's happening. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of <laughs> poke at Lawrence a few times, literally poke at him, and say, "Okay, say it again. This time, use your voice." What, yeah, did, you, what did you see? <laughs> All right, I um, Actually, I try to kind of like sit up, just to kind of get my bearings a bit. Take off the fucking uh, hit to the ear that I took earlier. That definitely didn't help. <laughs> no. Uh, not. So, the goo, the, the, the glowy green shit, I know where it's coming from. And... Okay. I, I, I don't know how to fucking explain it. <laughs> um... There's a lot of eyes. Pretty, um, I would say it's as big as a building. This creature. Creature? Did you say creature? Creature. Almost like a grub worm. But as big as a building. Well, that's disgusting. Um. Yeah, I just start staring at the wall. (laughs) Is this uh, is this something you deal with regularly, uh, Margaret? Giant um, grub No, I I don't usually deal with living creatures. I tend to deal with skeletons and rocks and artifacts. I'm I'm curious right now, Hunter. I want to take my blood detector out, and I just want to uh-huh. see what we pick up on the outside. Like just point it towards the building. Sure. Yeah, uh, you don't have to make a roll for this. The bleed is radiating in waves from this building. Um, it, it, it's not such that... I'm trying to think of how to describe this. You don't feel that it's a danger to you outside the building, but definitely inside those walls, um, bleed is permeating. I don't. I don't know if it's safe to go in there. What's your protocol for this? Um, shut it down, if we can. Surely, like, there's no steam coming out of the machinery that I've seen. And to my knowledge, it would have to be on some sort of electric power grid, I would assume. Or I would at least, I mean, character would hopefully know. So maybe we need to try cutting the power off to it. So yeah, it does, and I'm, what it's worth without a roll. It does look like this building is powered by electricity. Again, you did not see mm-hmm. a steam stack, a smokestack, despite the fact that it is located in the steel where a lot of places operate that way. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this, this looks like a really, really new building, save for that concrete, you know, section at the, at the front. Mm-hmm. So uh, just out of curiosity with this electricity, if we were to cut the electricity to this thing, what would that thing do exactly if it weren't that's being restrained? Good, that's a good question. Oh, no, I'm asking that as my character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that wasn't no, the hunter. That was I, you guys. That's my question. I'm, yeah. I'm just also confirming yeah. who knows. <laughs> because, I don't, yeah. Uh, if we just destroyed this whole place, would, th- would that stop whatever's happening? I don't it know. Could if stop it, it or it could set it free. Yeah, that's the conundrum. Something tells me it's not friendly, whatever's in there. Well, no, it's just been hooked up to a machine and milked like a cow. I don't think I'd be very friendly either. Well, Elk looks and he's like, 
if we make things go boom, you destroy the factory, whatever that thing is, will that stop the problem? It might stop the problem. I would problem. like to think so, but we we really don't entirely know, but I also don't know what other sort of options we have Let's along make things those lines. Go but I don't know do that have. if setting something off outside is going to do the job. I, I think what important option? to note also, though, that if we do blow up what's inside and we destroy everything, that would also potentially destroy any evidence we could have against the Radiance Corporation. And I'd say for Vera Montgomery, she at least deserves some justice, and we don't want them to get away with it. But the well, biggest let's... thing is if this creature came from the flare, it just needs to be gone, period. It doesn't need to be out where people need to know about it. And unfortunately for Vera, it just may be one of those things that it was a freak accident. But I was the bad guy for stabbing the girl in the leg. Yes, and now we're all about to be bad guys for all the other people that are in there working with this thing, however many are in there. I'm sorry. If we bring this thing down, they're all going with it. Anyone working with a giant grub monster milking it for some kind of green goo that turns beautiful women into toxic waste, I'd say they probably have it coming. All right. They're doing their job. All right, team vote. Are we going to go in here and try to blow mm-hmm. everything up? This is we that, this is that gif of me just going, I guess, and throwing my hands up. <laughs> I agree with Patchy. Oh, God, that hurts. I agree with Patchy. We de- uh-huh. hmm? Hunter can't help you? No, I, no I, was, I, was fa- I was faking the Patchy horn. Oh, okay. Not bad. <laughs> I just felt like you, just, you were just singing my Hunter, name. Hunter. Uh, <laughs> I thought he went. Uh, Hunter, Importantly, for what it's worth, I say importantly. I just, I'm just passing it on. Uh, it is now approaching like maybe six o'clock. It's actually starting to get dark because it is uh, around the time of year. It is now in reality. So you know what late fall uh, i guess uh mid to late fall it, it's getting a little darker the the storm rages on but there's not quite as much lightning as it was before it's just some fairly steady rain i would like to ask lawrence did you see any kind of security while you were up there uh, other than the grub monster not security but there were some personnel in some sort of suits but while they were by that thing hooking up the hoses to pump it don't use that phrase again, please. Uh, well, if there's no Milk security... It is better. Okay, go back to the previous one. Uh, <laughs> if there's no security in there, then we potentially could just waltz right in. But again, it looks like the they were wearing protective suits. Right. I don't know if it's safe to even open the door. Elk, can you make a bomb so powerful that it can destroy this building? That would be a nuke. <laughs> you don't I mean, need a nuke to destroy a building. I mean, if there's, you if there's enough... a well-placed bomb. there's enough flammable material inside or something that'll, that'll you know, cause further destruction, I might be able to come up with something. Wait, hold on, hold on. So, hold on, hold so on. So, importantly, importantly, real quick, you have already made an explosive and what I would tag as a loud chemical concoction. So, your options left for your one remaining one are acidic, flammable sleep-inducing, sticky, or toxic. Think well, about flammable this. Would, flammable would be I'm going to pull a lighter out of my survival gear. 
Can you make something that can start a fire? Wait, wait, guys, think about this for just one second, please. Just one second. If this goo that they're pumping out of this monster is what turned Vera into goo, then what's going to happen if we blow this place up and waves of this stuff goes out into the city? Well, hopefully the bit, whatever this is collapsing in on this thing stops that from happening. Hopefully. I don't well, know. What what we're, we're talking, I just want to make sure that we're all, the expectations are clear for everybody. You're talking about a warehouse that is approximately the size of a football field. It is yeah. a very, very large building. Uh, it is brand, it seems like it's brand new construction. Again, it's very high tech, save for that little squat concrete building attached to it. Um, it, it the, the concoctions you make are like a vial. That's yeah. what we're talking about, like like a, a laboratory vial. So it's I'm not going to blow. Not telling you what up. to do and not do. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just setting the expectations. Come on. Yeah. No. No. The plan the plan was to find something else that's flammable here, add my concoction to it, and see what kind of uh, uh, destruction we could come up with. Well, this I group, thought this group that you're with, Candela Obscura, you don't have. I mean, there's nothing that they can do. They can't come in here and and shut this place down. We tell them that there's a literal monster inside of there and they can't do anything about this it's up to you just you just willingly killed a woman because you heard she worked for an evil organization allegedly you don't know she's dead first off <laughs> she's definitely dead you don't know that and, and i didn't hear that she, voice in my head our she definitely bled out <laughs> with all the commotion that was happening that was that was jonathan's inner demon going she definitely bled out i don't know that i don't know that jonathan <laughs> yes Candela's I mean, work sure is there. generally secretive. We're not here to play judge and juror. We're here to protect the people from the flare and to clean up messes and keep it as quiet as we can. Okay, so explain to me how you're going to keep quiet a explosion that destroys a building the size of half of a football field holding a giant grub monster that bleeds goo that turns people into gelatin. She what if we said building gets we struck can. by lightning, something inside set it on fire and destroyed it. What if we throw the fire thing at the grub monster? We'd have to get inside. Hmm. So we need a suit. And I think I know a way we can get a suit. We knock on the door. No, seriously, hear me out. Hear me out. Let's just do something. No one, wasting time. no one expects us to knock on the door. They think that we might kick the door in or try to sneak it. Knocking on the door, someone's going to come say, who is that? We snatch them out. We beat the shit out of them. And we put the suit on. And then we can just walk around inside and see this grub monster for ourselves. Well, who's going to put on the suit? Patchy. Why me? <laughs> I honestly don't have a reason. Other than general dislike. <laughs> So I'll tell you what. All right. As a man of action, assuming Margaret's okay with it, Elk, you get your concoction ready. I'm going to go knock on the door. Margaret, when that guy comes out here, assuming he does, you punch him somewhere. You're good at that. What sort of headgear did they have on Lawrence? Um, It was... It just seemed like more like a bubble, like a big visor in the front, but it definitely think connected. Of, uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Think of yeah. Homer's suit that he wears at the nuclear power plant. 
like the okay. one he wears in the opening credits. It's like that. Hazmat. Like a square yeah. visor. So it's a soft fabric in the back and like a harder, like, or just plastic in front. Yeah, very, very okay. soft material. Like, it was for something toxic, not for personal protection. Or not Something for that if I punched them in the back protection. of the head with my brass knuckles, they would still possibly get knocked out. Oh, they would 100% get knocked out, yes. Just don't damage the suit. We need it. I mean... If it happens, it happens, unfortunately. I'm going to walk over to the door and put my hand up beside it and say, so. I'm this just going to This is for the record, down. one of the doors on the warehouse itself, not the, the squat concrete building. Right. Right. Okay. Got it. Now, this could be a horrible mistake. It probably is. But it's 1130 at night. Yes. Let's not do the game. In not the game. In the game. It's about 630. In the it's game, real life. <laughs> if you die in the game, we end it in real life. Yeah. So you're knocking against all the. Be- I guess. Couldn't you just try the door first? What well, no. if it's unlocked? No, because if it's as dangerous in there as you say it is, I'm not gonna open the door and walk into Toxic Central. Let them come to us. He's- he says a football field. Was the whole factory floor that full football field, or is it just like part of it? It, it looks like most of it is taken up with that. There's most a of lot it. of machinery okay. that's around the perimeter of the building. Um, you did not see any like offices or anything like that. Okay. There's a lot of machinery, too. Could be very loud. They might not even hear you or mistaken you for one of the things going. That's a good point. So just so we need turn to try the, the front door. I'm gonna turn the handle and see what the hell happens. <laughs> it is locked. It's like a like a push bar and it's locked. Uh, this is that gif of the girl trying to buy the phone and can't afford it when her cards declined. And I look back at Lawrence <laughs> with that face. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just buy a new one. Let's go with your plan. Uh, worth a try. I just start pounding on the door and yelling, help me! Help me! <laughs> um, you wait a minute after doing so, there is no response. Alright, well, I'm out of ideas. Let's go to that other building. Alright. <laughs> this is the worst group that Candela Obscura has ever worked with. The uh, the rain is like kind of starting to let up, but again, it is still pretty steady. It's not quite as intense a storm as it was before. You hear distant rumbles of thunder as you trudge around through the the splashing puddles um, to the to the front to that squat sort of concrete building attached to it. Um, like I said, there it looks like a more security type door here, like a more heavy girded door. Um, if you try it, it is also locked. I'm also gonna knock on this door. There is, once again, no response. You're doing real good here, Chief. Yeah, at least I'm not getting hurt doing it. I didn't break my wrist knocking on it. (laughs) Is there any chance I could pick at the door to try to get it to unlock? Sure, you could try. Okay. What is... What do you want me from That's a hide roll. It falls under hide. Yeah. Okay. I'll just do the Control or hide, whichever one is better. My my hide. Plus that's gilded. I'm going to consider that a sleight of hand type. I am taking that five gilded. Okay. Yeah, mixed success. All right. Um, So you 
pull out your tools. You fiddle with the lock for just a little bit. Again, you took a uh, pretty nasty bump on the head there uh, earlier. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're still kind of rattled trying to shake that off Lawrence. But uh, after a little bit, you hear the telltale and the, uh, the tumblers slide into place just right where you want them. The door opens. Um, well, I should say, I should say the lock is undone. I don't want to say the door opens. It's up to you if you want to open the door. But the lock is I, undone. There you go, Chief. You can go on with your plan. Oh, thank you. Uh, I am going to ready that uh, that little handgun. I uh, sure. shoot it out to the hand, but I still keep it hidden. I put my hand in my pocket as I open the door and just kind of okay. peer in. And I'm going to try to open the door as quietly as possible. Um, you don't have any trouble doing that. It is quiet in here as well, surprisingly quiet. Now, uh, inside the building, or at least, you know, seeing into the building, uh, you can see that this small little squat section here looks like uh, like a front office almost. There's a, like a front reception desk. Uh, there are a couple of other desks sitting around, some typewriters, um, a filing cabinet here and there, uh, like, a, like a big potted plant in the corner. <gasps> Steven! Um, potted plant uh, I was trying to do it subtly um, there is also from from what you can see it is, it is dark in here by the way there are no lights on but you're getting some occasional light from outside from flashes of, of uh, uh, lightning it looks like there might be a door uh, on the far wall that would be it would be on the connecting wall to the warehouse um, actually it's a set of double doors um and again, you can now hear the from inside the low hum of some machinery in the like the warehouse room. But there's nobody in this office. It's empty. There is not. All it right. is empty. Then I'm gonna open the door and advise everyone to come inside quickly. It's empty. I'm gonna go in and start like immediately like shuffling through uh, the drawers. <laughs> but like, see if we can't find anything, any kind of evidence. Patchy is like uh, Dennis or a D and uh, Mac when they get into that uh, penthouse of sports, <laughs> and they just immediately start stealing things. Start stealing stuff. Yeah. Well, we're um, supposed to gather so, evidence, right? Yes, agree. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, for what it's worth, once you get inside, it is very dark. So, without a light source, you're going to have some real difficulty doing that. Um. Hmm. Anybody have? There a light are source? some. There, there, there are some like sconces on the walls and stuff. Again, this looks like a much older room than the one it's connected to. Uh, there are like melted candles in the the sconces on the walls, but they are of course currently unlit. So this isn't electrically powered. This room, it is not. Okay, uh, Margaret, you've got a lighter, right? You want to light us up? Yeah, I'll, I'll light a couple of. The, there's candles in them. I'll light a couple just to give it like a sure. dim light in the room. Nothing that's gonna draw a ton of attention from outside. Are there windows Absolutely. to you this got building? It. Uh, there are not. Well, this then light room, it all this up. room does not have any... Well, now, importantly, there are, again, double doors that lead to the, the warehouse, but there aren't any windows in those doors. Right. I'd still say light it up. I don't think... I mean, if that room... If that other place is, is electrically powered and it's all lit up inside, they're not going to see candlelight dancing under the door. Completely up to you. For what it's worth, with, with even a few of them lit, you can see well enough to rifle through their stuff. Good that, enough. That's a total personal decision on your end good enough yeah no i'm not, i'm gonna just do enough so that we can see i'm not gonna go crazy i would like to look right, and so, see if there are any uh if there are any suits like they have in there do they have any of those stowed away in here 
Yeah. Okay, so then uh, to, to cover all these in turn, uh, Patchy, I need you to make me a focus roll. And okay. Jonathan, I need you uh, to make me a it's a survey roll. Damn, I'm all out of drives on that, and I got zero. How about you let me search for the suits? <laughs> you do that, and I'll I want to. All right, if you, I'll tell her. I was like, okay, if you want to look for the suits, I'll try to find evidence as well. I'm gonna join Patchy and and looking for evidence. What what was okay, Patchy gonna, gonna give him a, give him a drive? What was uh, it? won't be a separate focus. it won't be a separate role. You can add a drive to it. Right, but which one was it? Did you say uh, control? It which was one? focus. Focus. It was focused, so it would be uh, an intuition nope. drive. I'm burned out on that. Sorry, Patchy, you're on your own. Okay. So I've got two in focus. I can just roll, like, uh... You uh, also three. have that gilded, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yes, so you'll roll two. Your second one is gilded, unless you want to spend a drive, and, of course, then you would roll more. Uh, I'll use a drive. Why not? Okay, so then you'll have three, and the third one will be gilded. Come on, Patch. you have a chance to recover okay. some drive. All right. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's what yeah. you want. There we are. Yeah. So that is a success on the gilded, meaning you get your drive back. Uh, before we resolve any of that, Jonathan, go ahead. Or I'm sorry, uh, Margaret, go ahead and make your roll, your survey roll. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take that six. Yeah, I suspect okay. much. Okay. So a couple things happen. You guys set to work uh, resolving the 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 situations what you're what you're looking for so patchy um, you start rifling through some files this is not something that you spend a lot of time in your day-to-day -day work doing right you're not you're not a, a big clerical person um but sure enough uh, you have been around enough people like that and been kicked out of enough places like that uh to know where they keep the good stuff right mm -hmm. uh it doesn't take you very long after fumbling through a, a couple of uh filing cabinets that you find surprisingly some photographs of this thing whatever it is in the other room um there is some documentation it is never mentioned by name it is referred to though as the cow um okay and a brief description of the the process of how they are harnessing what they are calling undark from it uh and then it has a uh in parentheses it says like pigment pigment number 23270 or something it, it's given a, a very technical description um beyond that it really just explains what you see already but it is hard and fast evidence that they do have uh right then and there all right well hey guys check this out and she just like holds it up that's, to everyone that's the ticket is that enough to take radiance corporation down or do you think we still need to take care of and i point towards the doors that well, i think we need to take that along with us um, while that's happening, Margaret, you find in the, the back corner of the room, basically off to the side of where the doors are that lead into the warehouse, uh, you find a storage closet that does indeed contain uh, some of those suits, some of those hazmat suits. It contains four of them. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where Lawrence's mixed success comes back to bite. Which one? <laughs> the lock picking to get inside. Ah, okay. Yep. Gotcha. So, so you find them with no difficulty, and you certainly don't get the idea that you have alerted anyone, but there are four of those suits. So one of us is going to have to stay behind and guard the door, basically. Before I even take them out, I start putting one on. I figured. I, I look and 
knowing that you know that this is all still new to me i you know I, I i can volunteer to stay i'll gladly go but i can volunteer to stay and let somebody else take the i don't i don't want to see that thing again so i'll, I mean, I'll post Lauren, up on the door if, if i have my say i'm coming back out letting you know that there are three other suits mm. and personally after already having taken a fall and not being in great shape I would rather Lawrence take the files that Patchy has and start getting those back to Candela, and we will handle what's going on here. I was just going to say, like, I could just give the... Whoever is going, take the files with them. Sounds good. I think that's a good plan. Uh, Oh, wait, I don't have that handgun anymore. Never mind. I was going to say, like, give give the gun to someone, but no. Uh, Elk has that now. Okay, right. so Lawrence, you're taking the file, so you are willfully exiting the scene. Yeah, I'm gonna get this to um, get it back to the theater and give it to Herschel. Yeah, let's get. Yeah, I'll get it to Herschel. Uh, I figured that's the liaison between him and Octavia. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Hey, uh, as you as you leave, I mean, I, I don't want to rush you along, so say whatever you want to say, and then uh, then we'll cover that in a second. No, 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 no. I mean, that's pretty much. It's like I'll get this to Herschel. Get the evidence to Octavia. You guys handle the cow, and uh, I need I need sleep. I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lawrence, as you leave, make a move roll for me, please. Okay. Oh, uh, if I strong. swear, if I trip, you know what? I'm doing a drive. I'm not taking a <laughs> risk. I <laughs> oh, got to have a big success. All right, let's. Big what success. happened? Okay. All right. Uh, nothing right now. I just wanted to have that in my back pocket. So you cool. leave. Um, you you wave goodbye to your compatriots and you leave the scene. All right. And I'm gonna meet. What do the rest of you do? Do these hazmat suits have pockets at all, or is it just as is? It's just as is. Once you have them on, you won't be able to get well, to anything on the inside. I'm going to leave my satchel on the outside of it, though, because I still want access to that vial. I'll take my chances with the bag getting radiated. Okay. Something you can do. Suiting up and ready to go. I'm excited to be a part of this plan. Now, again, as mentioned, if you want to have access to something you have on your person, you will have to have it outside of that suit. You won't be able to get inside the suit and get it. Uh, I will take the pistol out of the little, um, okay. I don't know what you call it, the the thing that shoots it into your hand. but Yeah, I'll, I'll the device. Di- yeah, I'll disconnect it, and I'm going to palm the gun in my hand kind of in a closed fist so sure. it's not so obvious. Yeah, you got those big bulky gloves anyway. It basically swallows it right up. Yeah. If you like make a fist, it holds it. Yeah. Might not be as effective under the gloves, but I do have my brass knuckles on underneath them. Yeah, you could put them on on the outside. I mean, you could certainly squeeze them over the the okay, fingers of the glove you. if you want. I'll let you do so that. So I have something. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's the plan? Well, first off, we probably should have checked to see if the doors would open or if they're locked. <laughs> um, if you if you test them, the doors do open. The second, for what it's worth, that you turn the knob and you hear like any kind of click and you push, get any kind of like lack of resistance, as soon as that door seal is broken, you actually hear a little bit of like a like a, a little uh, steam almost escaping, um, and it gets very loud. Now, inside that hazmat suit, you have a little bit of sound dampening protection anyway, but it is very 
loud in that room, even through there. That mechanical hum uh, was really being held back by this door. This is a very state-of-the-art door, um, or doorway, like, you know, uh, portal. And, uh, yeah, it gets very loud. You also now, past that, don't just hear the machinery. You hear these otherworldly sort of, like, sounds uh, like something sort of like writhing and eh, I mean it almost sounds like it's in pain it's like a in the distance I guess we probably can't hear each other at this point can we because it's so loud uh, I mean you could you could mouth you could shout over it but it's it's going to be very kind of limited I'm going to lean in close to Margaret and yell so she can hear me and ask her if is there any chance that this thing that they've got up there isn't evil, that it's just a creature and they're torturing it? If we were to let it go, would it go away? I'm just going to kind of shrug because I don't know what it is. Well, it's from the, I don't know anything about the flare. So these things that come from the flare, are they inherently evil or what? They are... I don't know if you would necessarily call them evil, but they're, they don't function like sane things. Like most of the things I've seen are mad and don't have any straight way of functioning and usually end up getting destroyed. Okay. Well then let's find a way to destroy it. Let's end it suffering, I guess. Yes. So, <laughs> I, I, I leave it to you. Walk yeah, so we so, treat okay. it like a giant spider and set it on fire. <laughs> so if you if you're gonna make your way through the doors into the warehouse, you do so with no immediate difficulty. You don't seem to be spotted. This is a very large space. Again, the perimeter of it has a lot of large, constantly moving machinery. Now that you're in the thick of it, it is pretty loud, and you can now see and hear this thing uh, in the distance. Given that Lawrence prepped you for it, you don't immediately take any sort of marks or damage or anything, uh, but it is disturbing. Again, it's like somebody... It's either like you shrunk or somebody blew up a, a grub worm uh, to massive, massive proportions. It takes a little bit to kind of wrap your brain around why and how this thing exists in the way that it does, especially the fact that it's moving. Can uh, with these the, the moving was what bothers me more than anything, and I kind of have to like yeah, take you a can, and you can see like it's a little thought. like spindly because again it's suspended up in the air like it's little spindly legs are like constantly working um the muscles that kind of rip on its side like it has those uh those uh like rings you see them kind of undulate the way that a snake kind of would uh but it it is it looks like it's constantly trying to get out of these restraints that it's in do these hazmat suits can you see uh the person inside of it like is it visible faces or yeah, yeah. There's like a there's like a, a, a open okay. visor in the front. It's not plastic because plastic's not a thing. Uh, right. But it's like a maybe a, a less intense sort of glass, and it's set into place with a, a riveted little frame. Okay. Um. Th- th- all right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna point at Margaret and then like shrug and like where are we going? I mean, I'm gonna point to the cow because we need to get rid of it. Because it's what's produced, what is causing the problems. I'm going to shake my head no and then give a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret, I I should point out something important that um, 
I'm not trying to wreck on anything. I don't know that it'll make a huge difference, but you were the one who found the, the, uh, the hazmat suits or for lack of a better term, that's what they are. The protective suits, um, on that, on that success, you would have noted, not only are there four of them, um, but you note a very specific logo that is, uh, not embroidered, but is kind of stamped on the side. Um, one that is of, looks like a combination of a globe and a microscope like the the outer portions of the globe that hold it up are a microscope uh and underneath four key letters e o n s Goody. you know this to be the esoteric order of new sciences or eons great 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 um be very aware of anything electrical Try not to touch it. What? I'll take your way. If you attach the eons, <laughs> they ready. like electricity <laughs> a lot. Um, most of you would not be acutely aware of eons. They don't really make themselves known. They're kind of like Candela Obscura. Uh, it's, eons basically operates like this. I, I would say that Margaret would have had time to explain this to you. Imagine Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla um, decided to be assholes. Yep. So Nicola yeah, together. Tesla. They decided to be assholes okay. together. Okay. <laughs> together. Yes. They decided to work together and be assholes. As assholes. And so yeah, anything that they basically they would constantly push uh invention and new science and all that without any regard for human life, for humanity, for the environment. Um they so are all about science, science. Ooh. Yeah, but not stupid. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Elon Musk, but actually talented and smart. <laughs> I uh, um, I'm gonna follow Margaret's lead. I will be right back. So, mm -hmm. t take it away. Okay. I'm uh gonna get Elk's attention to see that yeah. he's got his concoction. Not that it's a lot, but if we can figure out a way to add it to something that might be a lot, that would be great. <laughs> yes, have some. <laughs> okay, so so now that you're inside the warehouse, you, uh, Margaret, can see that there is a catwalk that runs around the upper section uh, of the warehouse. It seems to run all the way around it, which means at some point in time, there is a, a walk that goes directly over the creature itself. Um, okay. There is also, again, what is effectively a large milking machine with various hoses being connected, disconnected. You see a large bank of tanks, like big galvanized steel tanks on one far end of the warehouse. Uh, it looks like these have meters on the side to give a better idea of how much is in them, where it's going, etc. Maybe there are some underground tanks as well, because some of those hose connectors appear to be connected to the ground itself. Um as far as like a, a central tank, there doesn't seem to be one. There are various different ones. Uh, and the, the cow, the creature itself, again, is just, it has like, it doesn't have any like mechanical ports on its body. So you now can see up close, these hoses that are being connected are literally being forced into its flesh every time and then ground into place like a screw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Icky. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you're not close enough to see it, but you would imagine from a distance what you're seeing, what looks like like almost uh, kind of like pustules connected to it. It's not that it's like bruising. It's spaces where those hoses have been jammed in and have healed over in time. Gotcha. I'm I'm getting bad visuals from when we watched Overlord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not too inaccurate. Uh, OK, 
So I'm going to kind of make motions for us to try and get up on the catwalks so we can at least get a little bit more of an aerial view and see if we can figure out the best place to drop and light this concoction. Okay. Uh, I will tell you that trying to move up there, even though it's not going to be audible, is much more visible because you're moving up to an area where there aren't a lot of people. Uh, typically, unless you you notice after being in here for a second, there aren't a lot of people moving up that direction. Um, so even though you are in suits, it would behoove you to make a hide roll on this and to try to make yourself less conspicuous. Okay. Whoever wants to lead that is completely up to all of you. I'll do it. Gotcha. That seems okay. like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and again, any of the rest of you can spend drive to help with this, but basically you're making a group hide move here. I okay. have no drives to give you. I apologize. I have a drive I can give you. I'm going to use a drive too. So that that's. I have I have a drive. That's uh, up to you guys. However much you want to, you could do up to five from the sound of things. You would have up to five dice. You have two as it stands. Uh, save yours, Tanner. Let's see how this goes. Okay. One by one. So you take it. Ah, boom. Well, I ain't worried about it patches. anymore. Yeah. I'm just okay. going to roll the rest so of the you did spend the drive, though, if I understand correctly. Well, the first okay. one and the third one were, uh, were so, sixes. Importantly, nobody gets any drives back, but that is a critical success. Critical success. Yes. All right. Yes, because that is, that is two sixes. Um, so all drives spent remain spent, but critical success. So here's what happens. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, you you know in this moment that being sneaky is not about creeping around and hiding in the shadows. Being sneaky is about looking like you fit in. Yeah. Despite the fact that people can see through those visors, this is a large space. And there are only, again, now that you're inside, you can see Jonathan, or, uh, uh, sorry, Lawrence before told you maybe there were five, six, seven people. That seems pretty accurate. If there's more than that, then they are staying away for extended periods of time. It's single digits. This is a skeleton crew that runs this place after hours, it seems. Right. Um, and so it's fairly easy, even though there aren't that many uh, of them and there are still four of you, it's fairly easy to sort of blend in. If you get the idea that anyone's looking your direction at any point in time, you just have the others drop back and one of you continues forward or you turn and, and, you know, make it look like you know what you're doing. Um, but you blend in, you blend in. Well, fortunately it's at a distance. Again, you're not close to anybody. Um, but it's working for the time being. No visible weapons. As far as they know, you're just other Eons workers who are all moving along that catwalk. Um, the further you get up it, the more you see that you now have a straight shot to one of two things. You could get directly over the creature itself, like one of the catwalks runs right over it. You could literally go right along its length. Or you could make your way all the way to the storage tanks on the far end. Um, the room is kind of yours for the time being. It's not sure how long that'll last, but in the moment, things are safe, relatively. I'm listening. Do what you must. So if we, if, if we go... My gut tells me the storage tank. Well, if we go above the creature, what would we do? We could drop the incendiary thing. I mean, we'd basically the be setting the creature itself on fire. Yeah. And the, well, what if we got rid of the uh, tanks first 
and then drop. This is going to be like a one shot type thing. Mm. If if we we've got one vial of stuff, and once anything starts, chaos is probably going to break out. So uh, I'm just I'm not going to scream because you know obviously, um, but pretend my character screaming. I say since we have the evidence that the thing is here, we destroy the storage tanks. The evidence goes to the right people. They can clean up the monster. Yeah, that's that's about okay. Where I am. So we're gonna do and... that. And while Hunter's gone, uh, I went out to to see if I could get Bean inside, but Bean was already inside, already curled up in the blanket. So I took her food and, and she's staying there. Yeah. yeah. All right, so the plan is you want to try to destroy the storage tanks, I, I understand, yes? Yes. Yes. Because if we can okay, destroy okay. their supply, we have the evidence that they have the creature. We destroy their supply, at least it stops them from making more of this gunk for a while and hope for the best. Okay. So um, do you want to make your way over to the storage tanks first? You want to go over to them and, and, and get an up-close look? Is that the idea? Or do you yes. want to just start throwing, shooting? What's, what's no, the plan? I, I want to check it. the tank out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So on that, again, critical success, you make your way across the uh, the far catwalk, basically the one that's on the, the ledge of the building itself, uh, on the interior. You're now on the opposite side of the creature. Um, it looks exactly the same on one side as the other. You're closer to it now than ever. And again, the sounds that it makes... Uh, not to mention, like, even though you're inside those hazmat suits, you almost feel like your brain is creating a scent for it. Um, you ever dug around in, like, like, like freshly dug earth at the edge of water where it has that kind of uh, everything's constantly soaking and still water smell? Like, you almost... It's not sure if you're, you're not sure if your brain is making this up just seeing this thing or if that's what it actually smells like and it's somehow even permeating the suit. Um again the the little sort of screams and now it almost sounds like whimpers that it makes are otherworldly but a little heartstring tugging you do get the idea that this thing is in pain uh and it is constantly trying to get away from it it doesn't seem angry it just seems like it's in pain um but you make your way across the catwalk uh to the storage tanks you're at the top of them for what it's worth uh they they just catwalk is probably 20 feet up a little ways underneath those windows where Lawrence was and that's about how tall they are there's a huge bank of them you see now that there are maybe 20 of them that take up that whole far wall of the warehouse um, they have sort of like presser release valves at the top uh, where it looks like maybe they release any uh, like errant air that's inside and, and stand back at, at a distance of doing so um Otherwise, there is no visible way in at this height. Down at the bottom, it looks like the hoses are connected to a um, like a screw-type clamp that they go into, and then they fill up from the bottom upward. Okay. So we need to either go ahead and use the creature, or we need to get access to a hose and send it in that way. Send what? The vial? Basically start the fire in the hose and hope that it goes the whole way in. Are we sure that it's flammable and it's not just going to put it out? Yeah. And That's a... That. Uh, hmm. It is liquid. Also, unless I'm mistaken, this concoction has not yet been made, right? 
Elk has not actually created anything at this point. Right. No. <clears throat> oh, I thought it was it was uh, implied I was making it as soon as we put the suits on earlier. I did not get that implication. Uh, no. I was going to say it was not implied, but yeah. I, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll, I'll let you retcon it and say that is the case. Importantly, you are carrying a very combustible item with you, and it's not going to last forever. I would. If that it. is the case, you know that you don't have an extended period of time to work with this. I would have done acid personally, but yeah, that's just me. Okay, well, whatever we're going to do, let's do it because it's yes. almost midnight. Yes, let's do it. And I guess if we're not sure on the vats that we're just going to have to settle for doing the creature. Like, I don't, unless someone else has a better idea. Like, I don't, if we can't get in and drop it from the top, like. Uh, Hunter, I would look around. Is there any kind of, um, you said there was like a release valve on top. Is there any mm-hmm. buttons or anything that potentially I think could unhook these machines or unhook the creature itself or anything like that that can generally cause chaos? Uh, not, uh, well, uh, hang on. Make a, make a, make a focus roll. This feels like a focus thing, not a survey specifically. You're, you're analyzing this specific area. You're not searching for something uh, general. So if, uh, can if I, I use one of my drives to help him? Yes, you can. Okay. okay. So I I'll give you two. All right. Oh boy. My luck's got to run out sometime. And potentially right here. There. <laughs> yep. My luck ran out. Well, sorry, guys. I've done all I can do. do. You, all right. Do you have a resistance in this at all? You do. You have one resistance in I focus do. unless you spent it already. No. Never touched it. Yeah, I want to use that okay, resistance. Okay, so if... Now, importantly, when you do that, you don't get any drives or anything on this. You make one roll based on your action, so you get one D6 here. Well, it's got to be better than a two and a three, right? Uh... It's gotta be. No, it's a two. <sighs> it was hovering Jonathan, on a you, six. <laughs> yeah. You turn and start searching um, for anything, basically. You're, you're, you're at your wit's end. You're desperately trying to figure out what to do uh, in this situation. This has been a very trying day for you. Um, and so <laughs> you start looking for anything you can to, just, like you said, just cause chaos. Just something that will will hopefully cause the situation to take care of itself. Um, and as you... you turn back to where the creature is and you you basically start looking for something to do that with um your actions get a little erratic a little more so than they were before you were doing a really good job of blending in but two of the the you know now eons workers below you who are connecting these hoses and, uh, and dumping them one of them comes over to put one into a vat looks up at you and makes a motion as what the hell are you doing you know get out of there and one of them taps the other one. I'm sorry, the, the other one taps that one on the shoulder, turns and points at their compatriots in turn. You can see them counting. Uh-oh. At once, the one with the connected hose connects it in, looks at the one, points to the door that leads into the, the area where you all came from, and that one takes off running in that direction. The others start moving toward the, the uh, perimeter of the room. It looks like they're trying to get out of sight. Uh, I'm gonna shoot the one running. Okay. All okay. right. Um. <laughs> Look, I don't right. know what else to do here, guys. I was, I was gonna suggest actually shooting the uh, tethers connected to How the. How many bullets creature. you think I got in this little thing? I don't know. <laughs> Not enough. Um. 
there there are there are like tensile steel cables that derringer i can tell you right now you know is not okay. going to break those those deals it's not going to work gotcha um Lindsay looks so but you can certainly shoot me. a person yeah you, certainly, you, you want to shoot the one that's running for the yeah for the i'm gonna try to shoot office? him in the back yeah okay yeah make a make a control roll God. you Do gotta I... drive for me uh, and I think I have uh, pretty much that one's open for me, so I'm also going to use one. Okay. So that's what a three d six. Yeah, because you have one point yeah. in it, right? Yeah. All right, number so one. Three d six. A two again. I like doing Roll this better. one at a time. That's a five. But I there need. But I need this to be a six. If this is a six, I'm going to eat that pizza tonight. Good. You might be eating that pizza anyways. <laughs> it's still a five. It's a mixed success. Mm-hmm. So you you whip out your uh, excuse you while you whip this out. <gasps> you, you whip out you whip out your hidden weapon. Uh, it takes a couple of shots before you get one. But sure enough, you hit that Eons uh, guy in the back. Um, as his suit punctures, first of all, he he like kind of drops to a knee, almost like he's like scrambling to get back up. But as his suit punctures, it's not so much that the shot dropped him and keeps him there it's that you see his hands scrambling behind him like scrambling for that hole and a second later almost like it's like around him this whole time this sort of greenish mist kind of um how do i put this almost like condenses out of the air and starts filtering into his suit oh that ain't good it starts to glow you imagine again if not literally that you hear him screaming and as he rolls over onto his stomach his features literally like a candle start to melt oh and with that suit uh the suit itself you see as he lays down it's like a deflating balloon it goes slack oh that's brutal i'm gonna look at the the balloon (laughs) I'm gonna look at, at Elk and say, "Okay, I definitely killed that one." <laughs> um, so, uh, for what for what it's worth, your uh, Derringer has two shots left. Okay, you expended enough shots uh, on that mixed success. You got him, but it spent a little more ammunition than maybe you would have liked to have. You have two shots left. And then I'm gonna look at everybody and say, "Whatever we're gonna do, we need to do it now." How many tanks are there? 20. There are approximately 20. Okay. Can okay. we can we unhook the tanks ourselves like the the things from them and just let it pour out? Uh so, so they're not all currently connected to hoses. The hoses only seem to be connected to them when it's connected to the the cow to the creature itself. Um but there are again there are pressure release valves at the top and it looks like there are release valves at the bottom like you could just open them straight right. up. Let's just start opening things. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You guys do, do it. You guys do that. I got my pistol ready aiming at anyone that tries to get okay. close. So who all is going down to try to open up the tanks? Don't everybody volunteer at once. Okay. Well, I've got, I've got uh, the my thing bomb. is do I gotta go our, try to bomb the cow. I was going to say, one of us should stay up here still to try and get that. I'll go. I'll go release the valves. Ah, to hell with it. I'm okay. gonna, uh, Tanner, do you have an open spot? I can hand you my Derringer so you can have the Derringer and He's the bottom. He's got a pistol. Oh, okay. got well, a pistol fuck that. You got yourself covered. 
I've got, okay. I've got a pistol in one hand, firebomb in the other. Then I'm going to so go help I understand. Him too, then, since he's got a gun and he's already aiming. All right. So so Jonathan and Patchy are going to release the valves. The other two of you are staying up top. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, can I, hand, start with the two of you. Can, can I hand Mark yeah, go ahead. my pistol then? Sure. My, I, I have all three. I have three things. Damn it. All right. Then I'm just going to hold the pistol. Let's go. Patchy, let's go. Time to <laughs> be, right. I'm going to punch her in the arm. Say, you want to be a hero? I'm always a hero. All right. Mark, Mark. The two of you, the two of you, rush down the catwalk uh, to the to the lower part of the the tanks. On your way of doing so, all four of you can see that the remaining eons uh, officers or whatever they are, uh, scientists, whatever they are, have moved back out. They, they've kind of started coming back out of the periphery. Um, not the officers; they've been coming out of the periphery of the the, the warehouse. Um, all of them are holding what look like it looks like a rifle like Uh a normal like hunting rifle um actually not all of them two of them two of them are holding what look like hunting rifles uh but they have some sort of modification on them you see them like flipping gears and switches and lightning and electricity starts arcing along the barrels and along the edges they're taking aim at the two of you that are coming down there i'm gonna need move rolls from both of you okay you know jonathan was a good character Yes, as was Patrick. <laughs> all right, rolling one. I got a three. That's all I got. Yeah, five. All right, that's a that's a mixed success and and a failure. Anybody have a resistance on that failure, John? What was it? Move. Uh, yeah, actually, you have a resistance. I do. Yeah. Okay. I recommend you burn it. <laughs> hey, it's a five. There we go. Mixed successes right. on both. Okay, so these two Eons officers pull the trigger on these these rifles, and you hear it sounds like an arc of lightning, like not thunder, but literally you see a bolt of electricity streak across uh, the the bottom, the, the floor of the warehouse towards you. This creature in the background is undulating and writhing. It makes the most horrible noise at that moment. Um, the lightning actually does not strike you directly but it does strike near your feet and you feel like a surge of electricity go through you um both of you are going to take a body for this all right okay but you are free to continue moving and you're able to dive out of the way of any further shots for the moment you also are near enough to tanks that you can start releasing valves um, when you do, importantly, you hear like a like a siren, like something almost like powers down. Uh, a klaxon starts in the background, a burn, 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 and you see like flashing lights, uh, like red flashing lights, green, like ichor. This this just green goop starts flowing out like you just punched a hole in the side of a soda can. And it's just rolling out of it uh, onto the floor. You see the the Eons officers scrambling to make sure that their their suits are intact. It is rushing over you as well, but with the suits, you are safe. Up top, Elk, uh, you and and Margaret, what are you doing? Uh, moving back over to the creature. Yeah. You can almost hit our target instead. You can almost hear Jonathan yelling, "Shoot them! Shoot them!" <laughs> so, what are you doing? We're making our way to the creature. It's our target at this point making to our way kill it, basically. <laughs> Shut up, Stephen. <laughs> You're uh, not here right now. 
the remaining officers, for what it's worth, are not uh, occupied. And so, or I'm sorry, are not, uh, they're not concerned with you. They're occupied, right? These tanks are starting to, to overflow. And even though they're technically, theoretically safe, um, that might not last for very long. So they are scrambling. They're not paying attention to the two of you up top. So you're able to get over atop the creature if that's where you want to be pretty quickly. You can now see over the top of it, it has uh, on its back, it has these, they're almost like vents. They're like open sort of pustules on its back. And if you watch, they kind of, um, kind of like this, like they flare open and closed every once in a while. There's little like puffs of a vibrant neon green mist. <laughs> neon green, green mist <laughs> that escapes from well, the creature is writhing as, and screaming as one of these ports open wide how hard would it be to throw this firebomb inside of there uh, you can make a control roll to do so I will tell you this is a high stakes roll okay uh, and of course I lost my damn what's, what's my control uh is better than mine. Your control, you have one point in control, and it is gilded. Okay. Uh, see, anybody, has you got anything you want to add to help this? I have one drive left. So Margaret is the only one who could help stakes. you from there. Yeah. Yep. Do I? So that would give you 2d6. I have no idea if you have any. You, you have a maximum of two nerve drives, but I don't know what you've spent. I don't think I've spent anything in there. Everything else has been in, uh, been on moves and stuff like that. I'm I'm content to say that you have one. Okay. That you have so. a two maximum. I'm content to say you have one if you want to spend it, and then you're done. Okay. So that would give you three d six. I rolled a three, a four, and a four. I'm gonna use my four. That last four. Sure. So you get to retain that drive. That is a mixed success. Yeah. Um, so basically it's not so much a throw as it is a drop okay. You're right over this thing and you get the idea it is probably in your best interests that you drop it it's it's like a like a reverse call game you got to drop it at just the right time to get it to go through that hole um so you wait a minute you wait as long as you think you can wait and then you drop it you let it go we see the vial uh, not arcing through the air because it's not in that motion. It's literally just like speeding downward. The pustule that it's over looks like it's not going to open back up because there's not really a solid pattern to these things. They kind of just move. It's almost like maybe that's a way in which it breathes. Um, just at the last second, the pustule opens up and the vial slips in and it sits there. And the pustule's open and it doesn't break. I uh, take my my pistol and aim at the vial. Well, importantly, first, before that happens, uh, you're going to take a brain for okay. looking down directly into this thing. Um, you're, you're like, it's like looking into the mouth of madness, only it's its back, for lack okay. of a better term. You're going to take right. a brain there. Got it. All right. And if you want to take a shot at it, that'll be a control roll. Um, yes. Margaret can add to this as well because you're both. In the I have same nothing place. to give. I'm out okay. of everything. All right. I'll, I'll use the one I got back. Yep. So you have two d six and it is gilded. Uh, I need somebody to pray on this. Uh, yeah, this is also a high stakes roll. I'm out of prayers, brother. Well, here we go. Oh, Whew. two fours. That is a big success. Use that gilded die. 
Take a shot, you miss. You take another shot, you miss. You know that this handgun that was given to you only has four shots in it. Yep. A third shot, you go to line up, and the pustule moves just a little bit. You take part of it off, and the bullet goes into it. By the way, every time you shoot this thing, you hear like a... And a screeching noise come from it. You close one eye, you line up the fourth shot, you fire at just the last second, it moves just right. Bam, the bullet shatters the glass. The concoction spills with inside, or within, within it, going inside the creature, and you hear this god-awful noise emanate from its mouth. As you see, underneath it's very like thin, kind of white, writhing flesh, a glow, a glow of like reddish orange starts to erupt from it uh, or within it I should say something inside this thing is combustible and the fire has started um, the, the cow now moves harder than it ever has it like basically just not just undulating it's writhing it is desperately trying to escape those restraints uh, and it moves particularly rough such that it actually manages to swing itself a little bit elk you're leaned over that cat that catwalk that railing take that shot and it moves just at the wrong time and you shift and you go to catch yourself and then just like uh just like your your friend lawrence earlier you're flying <sighs> not really flying no you're falling you're falling onto the creature <sighs> where you land atop it hard you can feel the heat underneath it uh, you're going to take a body and a brain on this that gives me two of each okay. you only need one don't worry <laughs> um, you can you can feel it's like if you've never done this, it's like doing like a coal walk. Like you can feel the heat even through that suit starting to rise. Something inside this thing is combustible. We're going to pause that and come back down to our compatriots on the ground. The Eon officers, <clears throat> Eon's officers are um, desperately trying to get away from this spilling uh, uh, green liquid, this this undark that is, is pouring out of these vats. Um, but at least one of them is still committed to the mission and is going to take a shot uh, in the general direction of the two of you. I am going to once again <sighs> need you to make a move roll. Okay. So if I don't have anything in move, that's just one die, right? You roll nope, two that's and take two d six. You take the lower. Okay. Okay. I hope I get both sixes. Ah, four. That's not terrible. Yep, that's still a mixed success. Importantly, two sixes is not a critical success when you don't have a point there. You can only get a success. Oh, I know, but that's right. what I'm saying. I just wanted to be successful. <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mixed success for you both. Um, once again, the the lightning arcs outward. This is not a bullet. You can't follow it. It's not easy to see where it's going. Um, this time, instead of just like directly striking you, the Eons officer actually strikes the tank that you're beside. The release valve poof, explodes off the side of it, uh, and it just starts pouring that liquid out you are though once again going to both take a body on this the pressure of All it right. forces you in opposite directions that's my third body mark Two you for guys me. need to Ooh. get out of there <laughs> what? when the mission's done shoot the guy <laughs> sorry 
No, no, it's okay. Sorry, I'm, sorry. I, I'm leaving it to you. What do you want? To, sorry, I'm sorry. What do you I want? I am to giving you my opinion that you uh, should get out of there. I, I'm gonna pause if if I have uh, I still have my pistol. I'm gonna pause while Patchy's still doing it, and I'm gonna take a shot at that guy. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Make a control roll. That's a mixed one d six. Oh, that's all, and it's gilded. Um. So you you get a drive back there if you didn't have one. I did. Uh, actually, I yeah, I only used one. So yeah, okay, good. All right, big success. So uh, you have the the couple of remaining shots. You pull Two up bolts. that derringer. Yeah, yeah. You take uh, you take your shot, and sure enough, the first one actually rings true. I mean, that first shot just rips right through this guy. Um, the lightning has not hit any of you from from their like little arc guns yet, so it hasn't ripped through your suits. But the pressure of it has been throwing you around from where it's hitting the the near you. Um, bullets, on the other hand, again they rip right through these suits, and so sure enough, it catches this guy square in the stomach. You see him like already hurt, but now he's scrambling. And then once again, that coalescing, condensing green forces this way in like a trail. You see it kind of like come up through his neck through the mm. suit. And he again now this time from from the chin down starts dripping like a candle. Yeah. Uh, his skin, his his bones all kind of melt simultaneously. He instead of being flat on his back crumples down like someone put him in a hydraulic press. Like he just mm. crumples within Sent seconds because now all that green is flowing around. Um, from behind you, John, or from somewhere nearby, not exactly behind you, Jonathan, but you hear like a and yeah, all at once I figured that was coming. rising up from the ground the one that you shot earlier this just massive green pink red and white all comes lurching forward and it slams into you pushing you back into uh the tanks you take a body okay there ethan you happy that's three for me okay <laughs> Back up to I'm the top, happy. Margaret. Margaret, you have seen your uh, one of your compatriots fall over. He is standing on this creature, which appears to be combusting from the inside. I'm jumping down there to get him the hell out of there. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, so that's going to be a move roll to get down to him safely. I got a four. Big success. All right. Uh, you jump over the, like you, basically, I'm guessing you just like hop the rail yeah, more I, or less. And I, just yeah, dive not, down. not even thinking. I just go after him so that I can get a hold of him and then just quick thinking, get yeah. him, follow the chains that are holding it down and get it to a hose to get us down off the beast is yeah, what we yeah. need to make happen. You do every bit of that. It is, uh, it's a harder landing maybe than you expected. It looks like this soft, pliable flesh, but I mean, when you're standing atop it, it's harder. You hit harder when you land. You do take a body uh, once you get there. But other than that, yeah, you are able to get, uh, you're able to get a hold of Elk and basically navigate him toward a place to maybe get off of this thing. Um, running atop it is like running through a pool of marshmallows and flip-flops. Like it is <laughs> spongy and again, it's hot because you can feel the heat radiating from it um, up at the front. Like it's uh, what I can only describe as its neck kind of like rares back and you can see the top <laughs> two eyes like roll toward the two of you. 
um, and that mouth is angled upward, and it just screams. You can almost see the sound waves like rippling through the air. The top of the building shakes and reverberates as this happens. I, I do my best to not focus on it at all and just focus on getting as off this thing. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you're going to basically try to help Elk get down there, I'm going to need one of the two of you to make a move roll. The other can assist with drives. You want to give me a drive and I'll do the moves? Yeah, go ahead. I think that's your last nerve drive for what it's worth. Does, there, the, no? does yeah. the mixed success I get drives back, right? It's not just a six or is it the six? I don't remember. No, anytime you take the result on a gilded die, you get drives back, even if it's a one. Because I took the four, which was my gilded one, so I do have a drive Correct. back. Yes. Okay. Um, importantly, once again, this is a rough landing. I'm going to tell you up front, you're going to take That's another fine. body mark on this. Um, we're we're and, getting down again? Yeah, Shit. and Elk, you are as well. Elk, how many, uh, how, how, how bad are you on body? Uh, three now. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that that's going to make both of us out cold. Was that your third or your fourth? Third. I'm on three. I have three right now. I have three after after I take this one. So so you can take. So you three. still it's have the one. One that takes you out. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Is when we hit, I'm going to be out. Okay. Okay. So okay. just, just heads up. I'm I'm doing this, you. but like I'm gonna yeah. be out. So so Margaret, you Indiana Jones, you are way down, right? Like you grab hold of this chain, you've got Elk under one arm basically, he's doing what he can to help guide you. Uh, as you get close to the bottom, the cow shifts again. Okay. And it undulates toward there. It basically whip swings that chain. You let Elk go just in time. He hits the ground, rolls. Fortunately, no suit breaks, it seems like, because that green ichor, that uh, that um, Undark, is rolling in waves across the tiled floor now. Um, the one you're on, basically, you get blasted off of it, thrown over against the, the far wall. You hit, slump, fall to the ground. You guys all see this happening. Margaret is not moving. Well, at this point, I would say that uh, the creature's hurt. We got the evidence, and uh, we're all got our ass kicked. So if we could just scoop her up and pretty much make a run for it. The guys with the guns don't aren't shooting at us anymore. Um, I, feel like that's yeah. the, I feel like that's the best point of, of action is to just get her and go. I think we've done enough damage. As the old bartender in Boondock Saints said, just make like a tree and get the fuck out. <laughs> um, yeah, so at this point, you, you are to some degree able to do that. However, um, it is absolute chaos. And now you hear, uh, as the rest of you are moving in that direction, another... <laughs> the other uh, Eons officer who was shot is now rising up out of there um basically but they, but they do I'm shamble, need... right yeah i mean they move kind of like jerkily through that um i am gonna need somebody basically to make a group move roll to get you all out of here i can drive but uh i have nothing in move who's got anything in move not me tanner uh, i'm trying to pull it up hunter what's mine do you have it you don't have any points in move uh, yeah, see. Uh, fuck it, I'll do it. And everybody could just give me a drive. And I'll give myself a drive. 
I have Tanner no cannot give you a drive. He doesn't have any left. Just no. me then. All right. Cool. Yeah. So if you're giving yourself a drive and you have no points in this, then that means that you get one D6. <sighs> All right. And it's a three. Oh, no. <sighs> hey. Well, no, I used my resistance. Yeah. No, I'm gone. Having killed the most people... If possible, um, <laughs> seeing that cre if if I can have my own creative liberty, seeing that creature rising up with uh, Margaret holding on to or Margaret in Elk's arms and Patchy on the way, I would turn around and just go dive directly into it to stop it from getting a hold of everybody else. But I know so, you're, you're the DM, so I mean, obviously, what you say goes. Real, real quick, somebody lay out. You, you guys lay out your marks for me, Jonathan. What marks do you have? Three body. Uh, Patch, <laughs> we all it? we all have three body. I got three body, one yeah. brain, one bleed. Mm. Yeah, okay. I've got three body. Three and... body, two brain. Three body, two brain. Okay. So, here's what happens. You all are booking it toward the door, right? To the best of your ability. One of you's got Margaret held up, um, trying to get everyone out of there. There's waves of the Undark just rolling across the floor here. The creature itself is combusting from the inside. Um, you're so close to the door. It seems like the officers, the Eon's officers are all gone or have become these creatures. And all at once... The rest of the the valves behind you on those tanks, because the structural damage has become so great at this point, start popping. Ping, ping, ping. They're flying off in various directions. Undark is just rolling again and waves through here. The wave hits you in the back like you turned your back to the ocean. And it just barrels you all out the door and outside, just all in one movement. The last thing you see as that, that Undark hits you in the back is just a... Like a, you get rushed directly toward the the double doors there, and then everything goes black for most of you. All right, Lawrence. Yes. You are making your way back to uh, the limelight to drop off the information that you had, correct? Yes, that was the plan. Okay. As I recall, you rolled a mixed success on that. Mm-hmm. That was a four. He's so sleepy. On your <laughs> on your way back to the limelight, um, you don't encounter any particular uh, difficulties in getting there. You hop a cable car, the rain is starting to let up. It's much later at night now than it was before. And... You ride back to the limelight to find it quite dark. Go okay. ahead inside. Herschel Oakton is um, nowhere to be found immediately. Okay. Um, I guess I just go into the room that uh, was shown to us by Jonathan. Kind of Lying down and see about getting rested up before possibly going out, maybe finding him or maybe heading towards Octavia, trying to get okay. this information to them. Um, 
actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I, ah, man, I don't know if he would tell me the safe information to put the evidence in there, so, crap, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna have to wait and see if I can find Herschel, or, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll just rest for a while, see if my yeah. compatriots can get back to me. And you do, you sit down and you rest, and eventually that weariness just sort of takes over, and you lay over onto to Jonathan's sofa, um... You find yourself getting a little tired and you nod off. Oh, no. The next day, the headlines are rather severe. Um, meltdown in the steel, right? Uh, new corporation goes up in smoke. OUP has no answers. OUP, no comment. That sort of thing. Lawrence, you don't ever see your compatriots again. Oh, no. Whatever happened after you left that place, what was found the next day by the periphery and later the OUP was basically a crater. No mention of eons, no mention of undark, just the meltdown of some industry and nothing left behind. Octavia would eventually come along to sort of get your report um herschel by the way is the one who who wakes you up the next day hmm. uh and it's clear that he's concerned you don't know this guy very well but you you got a pretty measured temper from him before <laughs> that's not it anymore octavia comes to get your report but she also um pieces together with whatever you tell her her own to give back to you And uh, she, with a gloved finger at the end of it, wipes away a tear um, and makes mention that this is the end of the circle of the empty eyes. Yeah. And Fuck. she leaves you to go on your way. And that's where we're going to call it. I said we had a good run. Oh yeah, uh, for one shot, oh that's about God. as perfect as we can end it. Yeah, and that's it. Well, that's my first official like dead character in any of our games. It's my I, first or, official or dead character. My, my character just too, just goes to alcoholism, I guess, at this point. So, so normally this is where we'd have a whole breakdown of what happens with your circle and all that. But again, this was a a one shot, and B, it did not end. Um, kindly, I guess. I mean, for what it's worth, it is worth noting this is not a total failure. You did stop eons from whatever the hell they were doing. So you did succeed in that. Lawrence, uh, you were able to turn over the evidence that you had. Mm -hmm. For what it's worth, within uh, weeks, the Radiance Corporation name is scrubbed clean. No one ever hears from it again. 
Um, it does not exist as far as anyone is concerned. Uh, obviously, Candela can't go around printing those pictures, so they can't do that. But it's made clear to the right people. We know who you are. We know what you're doing. Um, this part of your operation is done. So you succeeded in that in that sense. Uh, but in the end, it was just a little overwhelming from a physical standpoint. And with no one there to relieve anyone from the scene, once everybody takes that final body, that's it. Mm -hmm. Holy hey, at crap. least I was passed out before I melted. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all were, uh, to be fair. Yeah, yeah normal, normally this is where we would talk about uh, your various scars and what you what you acquired. But again, at this point, if there's no one there to retrieve uh, a character who's been removed from a scene, then that character is considered lost. So not a total party wipe, but uh, a fairly ignominious end. To the circle hey. of the empty eyes. Hey, you know. I imagine that that now applies to Lawrence specifically. His <laughs> eyes will be quite empty as he <laughs> recounts these events. Damn, I and lost. Ladies and gentlemen, my best friends. I just mentioned <laughs> that you. is that is where we are going to end it. So for a super sized episode of PZ85 plays, as always, thank you for joining us for this month's Candela Obscura. We are, uh, first of all, hopefully going to get to play this again in the future, uh, with the full rules and with some new characters and all of that. This is basically a test run. So, uh, not a major loss, hopefully for anybody here. Um, I would love for us to stop and talk about what, the, what happens to the people who you knew in the aftermath, but this is a very, very long episode. It's very late, and I think we're all ready to call it good. So we're finishing out Halloween in a big way. Final episode of the Howl's Eve Tales is coming your way on Halloween night. Uh, be sure to stick around for that for PC85 Plays. Next week, we should be back uh, in the in the Curse of Strahd, in the lands of Barovia with your DM, Cody Sandusky. We should um, be. That's the plan. But that for now, we're going to call it... <laughs> we're going to call it for now uh, thank you for sticking around for joining us for Lindsay, for Ethan, for Steven for Shannon and for Tanner I have been your Game Master Double H and we'll see you next time